What is up, fellas? How you doing tonight? Happy New Year to all and all. A good night. All right, that's the show. Let's <laughs> Happy New Year to the, to you too, my friends. Happy New Year to everyone in chat. It's great to see you guys again. We almost did a, a New Year's kickoff show the night of, but we're all too damn old and tired. So thanks for hanging out with us tonight. What's up, Walt? But, but I'm, I'm going to do it, man. I'm done. I can't take it anymore. I'm doing it. Foster has got his trimmers ready. He is getting ready to shave that raccoon off of his head right now at some point in the show tonight it's going to be fun watching this happen he's going to get beard hair all underneath his hoodie and he's going to be scratching like a get the alcohol ready later on get the alcohol ready <laughs> jack daniels <laughs> i was actually thinking about the rubbing alcohol oh oh okay <laughs> the rubbing alcohol <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, I still drink that too. <laughs> whatever, whatever it takes, man. I, I gave up on the on the actual alcohol. I don't drink, you know, seven and sevens anymore. But I like to drink the uh, rubbing alcohol. It, uh, uh, it the problems there. <laughs> What's up, everyone in chat? Yes, Mark Kazak, uh, Cliff Victoria, Jay Grizz. J2K, what's happening, J2K? Good to uh, see you, friend. Heidi. Who else Heidi. you got here? Uh, you guys started early today. Okay, all right. I'll Real see you, Mark Krasak. Yeah. Cliff Victoria? Yes. Jay Grizz? King Buki World. King Buka. King Buki or Buka? Okay, let me Buka. Yeah, Buka. Buka, what's up, Buka? James yeah. Ford. All those in the chat, but he's supposed to be on a show. So yeah, he'll be in there in a second. He I know, I know he made that. us late. He can he can wait a minute. I'm just you kidding. It wasn't was was my joke, man. Mr. Mayhem. Rick Gonzalez. He's my buddy from uh the uh the Shaw the the Shaw podcast with Hub Arkush. Thanks for joining us, Rick. Good okay. to see you, my friend. We appreciate all you guys in the chat. In the hut. Oh, that, 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 that's me. Whoa, got me again. Whoa, He's got me again. He got me again. He's fooling you. He's changing his name, man. It's Walt the producer, CB Sickles. Now it's in the huddle. Hey. I got the Sickles part. I know. Hey, Sports Walt's got his own channel now. He's got He's got to represent. Sports Talk Network. Hey, I appreciate each and every one of you in the chat. I want to say Happy New Year to you all. Hope you guys have a blessed and prosperous New Year. Absolutely. Well, Thank you for joining sad. us, guys. We're excited to bring on the Podfather, Aldo Gandia, in just a moment. Um, but just going around the table, PJ, your, happy, your New Year went well. Foster, Walt, how's your, how's your New Year gone so far? Going well? Great. Yeah. Good. Woke up every day this year. You were kind of sick there for like a week, PJ. You're doing better now. Oh man, I was I was out of there. I was so out of there. It was like I was. <laughs> I'm better now though. So yeah. My wife got sick on like on Christmas, and then she she was sick for about a week and a half, and then she got me sick like a week later, and I'm still kind of getting over it. 
So I, I it's been it's been my mother was sick on Christmas. She missed the family party. She's still sick as of wow. the other day when I talked to her. Wow. So that's some shit going around, man. Yeah, you guys gotta make sure you take care of yourself, man. For real. Mm-hmm. Vitamin Vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc, guys. <laughs> yep. And fuck Green Bay. I got I got one thing I want to throw out here because Paul Spencer, first time viewer. Uh, he's he has a, a, a channel on out of box entertainment or a, a show on out of box entertainment cowboys. So awesome, man! Yeah, thank it's you for a lot of good stuff going on over there, man. I followed the rate, it, it, you'll have to check it out. Out of out of box entertainment, out of the box entertainment. Correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. Our director of media relations, Foster Covers. You're the, you're the man, Foster Charles Johnson. Welcome. Welcome, Charles. Paula Faye Singleton. Laz just hopped in. Great to see you. Man, I miss J2K. I see he's back, man. I'm glad to see you back, J2K. Yeah. Jay Grizz and... and, uh, Jay Grizz and the hizzy. No pack, no Heidi's saying. (laughs) Oh, I love it. No No. We're going to talk about that here in a minute because I have no confidence going into this game. I tell you that much. I'm hoping that Aldo can talk me off a ledge. You have no faith, Dan. I No, I don't. I shouldn't. You yeah. should. I shouldn't. You should. I shouldn't. Find some faith. Right we're going to talk, talk about that. Why don't we go ahead and bring Aldo on right now because I don't want to make the podfather no. sit in the back and wait. So, so let's bring him on because I cannot <laughs> wait to hear what he has to say tonight. I can't wait for his brother report. <laughs> <laughs> if, if all the wasn't on, that's PJ would still be out sick this week, I think. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I love we, know you we know your modus, modus operandi, Pete. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Aldo's my hero. He knows it. <laughs> I've got some stretches that, that can proceed or proceed the, your weather report later. So we can, we'll talk about that as we get into the show. <laughs> love it. Heidi. Love Looking you. Good, Aldo. Al- hey, thanks Aldo, a lot. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing Our good. Friend, the Podfather. Podfather's doing good. You know, my wife had COVID on on Christmas, so she was sick also, Shorty. Like your your wife was, and she's just like in the last three four days has been feeling good. She's scheduled to go on vacation to St. Thomas with one of my daughters, and so I got the crib all to myself. So oh, party over at Aldo's house. Party at my house. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm not welcome. <laughs> Absolutely welcome. I'll be, over, I'll be over right after the show, although. Sounds good, Foster. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was part of my, my first uh, opening questions to you. How, how are you and your family? How is your arm recovering and how are your bushes doing are they still alive or are they doing better than before bushes are done man gonna have to replant (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) everything's good man i'm feeling good thanks uh for all the well wishes you know family's good uh we had a nice christmas we actually celebrated christmas on new year's day because you know the wife was sick and so had the, the two girls over their significant others and my grandson had a hell of a time so real good Everything's cool. Thanks, man. Excellent. 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 It's great to have you on 
for this is the the second time I think you've been on. Actually, it's like the third time you've been on. Third or fourth third. time. I think it's the third. Yeah. It is great to have you on. I've been wanting to talk with you because every time you're doing the Dan and Eldo, I'm like, man, I wish I just hop in, hop in there and just say a couple of things and leave. <laughs> well, so, next time, do so. Just right. uh, I'll, I'll send you a link every week. All right, cool. Um, Pot Father, living dangerous, living dangerous, I like you. Living dangerous. I will, PJ. <laughs> I, I will. He won't believe me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you know. I believe you know. I do. After the Bushes incident, we are definitely friends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nothing can come between us, even some pissing on the bushes. <laughs> Joe Trevizo, what's up, my friend? Thanks for hopping in with us. That's a classic if you really think about it. It is, yeah. Aldo, invites, you, uh, you, Aldo invites you to his house. Oh, I, I'm and not you listening. take the liberty. I'm not listening. It pissed in the bushes. <laughs> and then PJ myself, by the way. I, I, I didn't myself. I didn't know about it until my wife arrives and she's she's you know, so who is that pissing on our bushes? Like, what? She's got, this, she's got this fucking ring thing that she got for her, her birthday, I think it was, or whatever. Oh, man. And she's monitoring everything, man. I'll go out there to smoke a little reefer, and she comes in over the intercom. What are you doing out there? <laughs> All the neighbors can smell that. <laughs> I got a camera in here now. It's legal, honey. It's legal. The good thing about her, the good thing about her getting COVID is that her smelling senses still haven't uh, come back. So I've been smoking down here in the basement. She, she doesn't smell, smell a thing. You're like my wife. You have to go in the garage for that shit. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's classic. Uh, Oh yeah. man. saying dude peeing in the bushes is one thing. Getting caught by the wife on a, <laughs> a whole other level, yeah. On camera too. Yeah. <laughs> that is the wild thing. I'm telling I'm you, a, that's that's funny. I'm a J2K man. I want to see the footage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to purchase that from Aldo one of these days. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, that's classic. I'll, I'll send that over, absolutely. Nine, <laughs> <laughs> you might as well make some money on it, dude. You got to replace those bushes, although. Only thing that would have topped idea. it off if, if he would have fell in the bushes afterwards. That would have been the top. <laughs> if, you, if you look at the video, I kind of stumbled into that. <laughs> that that's true. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't even talk him out of it. Monster <laughs> driving me home like you son of a. <laughs> I am so sorry that I missed it. I don't know. I am so sorry I missed that part. Hey, at, least like, at least we can joke about it and make fun about it and have you know have a good time about it. That's all that matters, you know. Absolutely. Next couple hours only. I mean, yeah, anyway. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Aldo, I am I am terrified about this game. I'm terrified about this game. This, this is exactly one of those games that we have all seen before in our lives when it comes down to a game that matters the most for the Packers. It doesn't even matter for us, but it matters for the Packers. And whether or not it matters for us or the Packers, these are the games that we fall trapped to every single time against our division rivals, if you want to call them that, at this point. I, I, I need someone, even Dan, I was texting Dan today and I'm like, this is, that's not going to go well. This is exactly, this is the setup that we're all, we all expect and to, to win and we lose. 
How are you feeling about this upcoming matchup? And before we get into stats, because I'm sure you've looked at them yourself, mm-hmm. how are you feeling about this matchup, good or bad? I'm actually feeling pretty good about it. And uh, I want to commend the NFL schedule makers for you know coming up with the season finale uh, because really what's going to happen Sunday is the truest measuring stick of how much the Chicago Bears have improved in 2023. We saw how bad they could be, and that was the first game of the season. I mean, I was cutting together highlights for Phone 55 of that game, and it was, you know, a, a real huge ass-kicking. That was a huge ass-kicking for yeah. uh, Jordan Love to come in here and throw – uh, for three touchdown passes, for Aaron Jones to accumulate over 100 total yards of offense, for the defense to look at as awful as they did, and for Justin and the rest of the offense to have the problems that they did, that was a huge ass-kicking, especially, you know, since we all had such high expectations. First game of the season, you know, all right. the new additions and stuff. But in hindsight, our expectations were too high given that the team was filled with so many injuries in the preseason, that there were so many new players that were, you know, playing their first game together against Green Bay. The team just wasn't ready, and the coaching staff wasn't good enough, and maybe still isn't good enough, to get those guys ready for such a huge game. I still don't agree with the fact that Iberflus is, is saying, you know, this isn't a big thing. We're just, you know, keeping this game about us and not even thinking about the Packers. I'm more of the old school, like Mike Ditka and Lovey Smith. You killed the Packers. We're going to kick their ass and so forth. But be Man. that as it may, I feel good that we're going to see that improvement that we've seen over the last half of the season. We're going to see it against Green Bay in tough conditions at Lambeau with a team that needs to win to get in. I think we're going to see a a really solid performance by the Bears, entire team, all three units, and I really do believe they can win that game. Absolutely. Agreed. I I think the the biggest takeaway in contrast to the two games that I see is Mm – in that first game, because of that preseason we had, we had no continuity. Right. Seemed like it took us like to our fourth game against Denver before we finally got it in gear. And it showed in that first game. And because I wanted to hit the ground running, and we really didn't. We uh mm-hmm. we were like behind the eight ball a lot there. Yeah. Um, I think we're we've been on a roll now and mm-hmm. The defense is really in high gear. The offense showed some really good light last week. I mean, I, I like the play calling for once. Uh, J- Justin Fields, I thought, played a really good game. Herbert mm-hmm. played a good game. DJ Moore, he played a good game. I mean, it wasn't his best game, but he's still, I mean, he's still Pro Bowl snub, snub or not. He's, mm-hmm. one of, he's one of the best in the, uh, receivers in the game. Right. So I think we're in a good position, and with – the Green Bay Packers, I'm I'm not I don't want to sound disrespectful, but in the same token, I'm not overly impressed with them. I'm just yeah. not. I, I mean, I think they're a good team, but yeah. they're not invincible. Right. They've got a lot of talent on that team. There's no denying it. Denying it on offense, the receivers though are very young, but they have been playing well, especially the second half of the season. I mean, the Green Bay Packers after they beat the Bears. They went on to lose, what was it, uh, uh, six out of their next eight games. 
That's yeah. how bad the first half of the season was for them. Now, yeah. the second half of the season, they haven't played great teams, but they've gone on a roll. And, yes. and the biggest reason why is because the offense is finally clicking. But that yes. Packers defense is still not playing well. They got right. some knuckleheads there. They got some yeah. talent, but they got some yeah. knuckleheads. You know, the whole Jerry Alexander thing. I'm sure you guys have already talked about that. That was effing hilarious. He goes out there for the coin flip. He wasn't one of the team campus. He just went out on his own, said, yeah, heads, cause it. And then what, what's your preference? Uh, defense. We're going to play defense. And they were like, what? what? What do you mean? Because that's giving away the option to make the call in the second half. Oh, and they, wow. they were all, you, you mean defer. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. And everybody's laughing at him. While the Packers coach was so fucking pissed off and knew that that was a serious grievance against the team, could have cost him the game, he suspended him. That's why he didn't play last week. He will be back oh. in uniforms Sunday against, against the Bears. So, uh, wow. But the guy the guy is supposed to be a, a Pro Bowl quality cornerback. Uh, he does not have a single interception this year. He's proved Jeez. that he's a knucklehead. I mean, that's an incredibly talented dude, man. Uh, and yeah. if you're not getting production out of him – Something is wrong in that defense. And the defensive coordinator, I think his name is Joe Barry, there's yes. uh, questions that he might be fired at the, as soon as the season ends. So we'll see. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Man. Good time to take him down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you what worries me? Yes, sir. Oh. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, first season as starter for the Packers in year four, passed for 4,038 yards, 28 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions in six games. Jordan Love, in his first year as the starter in his third season, has passed for, in 16 games, 3,843 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. Two more touchdowns, two less interceptions, Barely enough yards to even mention he'll get those yards in this game. This mm-hmm. is the kind of shit that has been going on and on and on for the third decade in a row now. And this is what terrifies me. We lost the first game when we were all so confident that we finally had this team. And then he comes out and beats us with, as you said, he gave the stats, although, what was it, three touchdowns? Yes. This is getting to be fucking ridiculous. This, These stats right now, Jordan Love in his first season starting for the Packers has surpassed Eric fucking Kramer from 1995. This is what makes me lose my confidence in, this, in, in the ability for us to win this game. I just don't see it happening. I am... I am I just why I need somebody to talk me off a ledge, please. Somebody All right. All right. Let me step in. Let me step in and uh, talk you off a ledge. Let me, let me help you out there, buddy. Love it. Thank you, my friend. I'm going to help you out. Let's concede Green Bay does a great job of developing their quarterbacks. Let's concede that. They do a great job. Having How? Said How that, do they do it? Because they let them wait, sit there, learn behind a guy who's doing a good job of uh, it doesn't mean that guy that has to come out and throw for 30 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Calm down, man. I got you. Relax. I got you. <laughs> this, this, this is what happens. I took him out. They do a good job of 
developing their quarterbacks. However, Jordan Love is not that guy yet. So if we if we feel like oh he's this impenetrable uh, player that we can't defeat, no, he's not that guy yet. He's got a good start. Don't get me wrong. He's got a real good start. However, he can get rattled. He can get rattled, and his accuracy isn't the greatest. So although he has had some success, this is the game where we can take all momentum away and stop that, that drought of having not success against him. So it's not the end of the world. I mean, he, he's, a good, he's a decent player, but he's no Aaron Rodgers. He's no Brett Favre right now. Now, neither was Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career. But that's what I'm saying. This is the time that we can nip it in the bud before he gets to that point. If we don't, yeah, he could have great success. But this is the game we can actually do something against about it because our defense is playing lights out. That's it. I'm pulling myself. I'm pulling myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's about time Dan made a good move. Here, Kudos. I'm going to piggyback on that. Shorty, listen to this, man. So so Love is going to be a good quarterback, dude. There's nothing you're going to do about it. He's going to be a guy that's probably going to be on that team for the next 10 years. But what we have an opportunity to do something we haven't had the opportunity to do since 95. Um, we, have, we, we have a quarterback. We have access to another quarterback, if so be it. And what Poles needs to do, you this is how you win anyway. If you take a good quarterback, this is how you make him a great quarterback. You surround him with great talent. You surround him with great coaching. That's how you win. And, and that's that's what we're going to do this time because, like I said, since Poles came in, man, he, he's the guy. I put all my faith in him because everything he's doing, who did he just pick up Monday that nobody said a word about? He used to play with right in Tennessee, Jerome Carvin. Does anybody even know the name? He's on the, he's on the Bears. <laughs> He's number 67 on the Bears. He has been since Monday. He might be on a practice squad, but Poles is always looking to make a position valuable. That's why I keep saying, I said, oh, we're not too far away. We need a few pieces. No, we need like 10 or 12 more guys on this team, man. This team's 80% done. 75, I'm sorry, 70, 75% done. That's where we're at. For our starters, though. Say that again. Mm-hmm. Of those ten or twelve guys, you're talking about four, maybe our starters. The rest are their their backups, their depth, right? Yes, but you you see what happens when you have poor depth, when you can't find a guy to play center in your own locker room. What happens? Yeah. We, we what happened to Feeney? Can't do that. We've been doing that forever. What were you saying, Pete? What happened to Feeney? I think he's hurt, right? Is he? I, that, that was my question too. I didn't catch that. I didn't see him. Any is he on the injury report for today? Or maybe maybe he's not a long snapper because that's what what scales is the one that's hurt and they so right. they need right. that special teams long snapper. So maybe Feeney just like Whiter and uh, they, those guys can't do the long snapping. It's a no. special art, man. Because I thought Feeney was number sixty-seven. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And if you say this new guy came in and he's number 67 on the practice squad, what happened to Feeney? Hmm. I don't Did know. The research kind of, kind of disappeared, didn't he? Yeah, he had, you know, we had number expectations. Number 67, for offensive guard Jerome Carvin, per CBS News, as of Monday evening. Wow. So we need to, we need to go back and look at the roster because nobody said a damn thing all week about this guy or anything. 
Feeney yeah. must have been hanging out with Alan Williams, man. <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, let me help Shorty too, you know, because I, I I think that context matters. And so when you see, you know, a quarterback pile up all those stats and you see the success that they've had over the, the second half of the season, you got to wonder, okay, who did they play against? What was the quality of those teams? Did they have – you know, good defenses or that they have weak defenses. And so the fact of the matter is that Jordan Love has put up a lot of those really good stats against teams that have had problems with defense. You know, when they beat the Chiefs 27 to 19, when the Packers beat the Chiefs 27 to 19, the Chiefs were in disarray. They're just starting to slowly get stuff together. You know, and you you know about complementary football. If your offense is offense isn't helping your defense, your defense isn't gonna help your offense. That's just reality. So they lose against the Giants. They lose against the Buccaneers. They they win against the Panthers, who are not very good and are just have mailed it in for a few weeks now, a couple of weeks at least. And the Vikings uh, blitzing defense can be had with good coaching. And the Brian Flores defense has had problems all season long. So he has piled up a lot of those numbers against defenses that are unlike what he's going to see at Lambeau Field. You know, and yeah. I, I, that's that's one of the reasons I'm so excited for the near future of the Chicago Bears is because we are starting to see the fruits of Eberflus's knowledge as a defensive coordinator because he's got he's getting more of the right pieces in. All those young defensive backs have been getting so much experience and playing yeah. time that now they're no longer young bloods. Those guys are, are become veterans, you know, yes. and and so that's very very encouraging. And then you got a, the real life living proof of the Tez factor. This guy comes in and he immediately is helping other guys get uh, pressures and sacks yep. because they're getting one on one attention. And Very next good. year, I truly believe that in that first round, if you got two or three picks, one of them has to be a defensive end. The other one has to be a wide receiver so that we can give Justin more weapons, if indeed Justin's coming back, which I hope is the case. So this team is close, and that's why I'm really encouraged that they're going to give us a promise on Sunday at Lambeau Field. And that promise is, watch out, motherfuckers, we're coming in 2024. Yeah, but you have the, the the case that you're making is against a, a, a lot of like one of one of the better defenses I think the Bears played recently was the Falcons. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have a pretty good defense on paper, right? As far as top ten teams, and we we were actually able to win that game. But the other games where the defenses that we played weren't all that good. You know, we ended up losing in the end. You know, against yeah. the, the Broncos and. <laughs> That was that was a classic case of taking your foot off the gas, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it it has been a a, a complement of of both offense and defense not coming together in the right moments, mm-hmm. giving yeah. up too many points in the second half and not being able to score any points in the second half. Right. But that's where my another one of my fears comes into this game is because the Packers on defense have what should be a great defense and mm-hmm. they just haven't pulled it together like like we all would have thought that they would by now but that's what they love to do to the bears right they right. love to come in in a game like this and just come out of nowhere and shut us down to three points and score 35 on us and win this game and go into the playoffs and then win the fucking super bowl because we let them in the playoffs right i i i, I i'm I, 
I'll say I this. just didn't meditate before games like this before. If not for the fact that this wasn't actually a playoff game for us, mm -hmm. it would be different. I probably would meditate for this game because it would be that, you know. I will say this, though. Terrified. But hold on. Let me just finish. The fact that it's for us holding them out of the playoffs, I think, is just as bad. It makes it almost worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but you have to consider this. Getsy, when he was there, practiced against this defense every day in practice or every week in practice. So he should know things to be done to beat this defense. One. Two, Getsy, run, know what this offense did uh, against this defense. So he should be able to relay, relay that to Flus and say, hey, these are the problems that our offense had with this defense. Mm -hmm. So having that being said, now you now you're in a position to where it's about execution. Mm -hmm. Because to me, if we truly execute, we'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, someone asked a question earlier about how we can how Justin can go against his zone that the uh Packers run. If we move that pocket, if we move that pocket like we did on a few occasions last week. Now people are out of that, their lane on that zone and you have an opening in that zone. That's what it takes. Move that pocket, move it to the left, move it to the right, do different things. And if we get that running game to going, now they're going to commit more people to the box. Once you commit more people to the box, was I the only one who saw Justin with those beautiful passes? It was like, O-M-G, that guy right there. So it's a touchdown pass. And then we had literally three touchdowns that were dropped. One by DJ Moore, two by uh, uh, Scott. Yeah, Dude, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm feeling confident enough because I'm like, that those passes was in, that, in the bad weather with gloves on. Pinpoint that pass to DJ Moore for that touchdown was a thing of beauty. Oh my gosh! Oh man, I almost got as as excited as I watched the uh, weather report watching those guys. That, that pass. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Which we do have coming up later on yeah. in the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to oh the weather report for the Packers game. Yeah. Well, yeah, to Brian Gilmore point, yes, we have to move DJ Moore around. And get him in different spots because that's again the key. Hopefully, uh, Mooney is back and we can do some things there. But yeah, we, I mean, we left a lot of points on the board against a top mm -hmm. 10 defense last week. Yeah. If we can keep that same momentum going into this week, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. I was glad to see uh, Robert Tunyon get some action against the Falcons. And it Me was, too. of course, because Cole Komet was yeah. uh, injured. And so he didn't see a lot of pass routes. But Getting Tanyan involved in the offense could bode well for this game against Green Bay. And so I'd love to see what Getsy has in his playbook where he has these two pass-catching tight ends out in the field at the same time and get them both involved in the pass game, particularly if, if Mooney is not ready to go. You know, I, I truly believe that Darnell – it either has played his last game for the Bears or will be playing his last game for the Bears on Sunday. I think that not that he's – 
given up on the team, but he knows that the connection is no longer there and that DJ has supplanted him as the number one wide receiver and that he in this offense is not a suitable fit to be the number two or X receiver. So uh, the Bears, and I bet you it's going to be one of the things, mark my words, that I said it here at 32 minutes past the hour, Ryan Poles at one point during the pre-draft process is going to mention picking up a big wide receiver. He mentioned it before the acquisition of Chase Claypool, and there is nobody really on that. You know, they picked up that guy, Colin Johnson, and he caught a pass, and I was like, where the hell is yeah. this guy been? So right. uh, he'll be looking for one, and of course we know of a couple of good ones in the draft. One of them is at Ohio State and would be a really good compliment to uh, Justin Fields, another Ohio State guy. So um, this team is going to change, but I think they are – really geared up right now for a tremendous upset. I think this team is on flight, and uh, it's going to take a great, great effort or some really stupid mistakes by the Bears, which they still are, still are capable of. We've, we've seen it mm-hmm. as, as recently as two or three weeks ago. So, um, right. But but I, I got a good feeling about this, finally, finally. You did predict 14-3 and three here on this show, Aldo. <laughs> I was drinking that day, which is something I normally don't do. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw one other thing on here just for you, Shorty. So the uncertainty of Las Vegas has the Bears only getting three points, just like last week when we were, when we were at home, we were given three points. Mm-hmm. So they don't even know, dude. But just look at it realistically from the first game to now being the last game. The, the first game, the Packers were much more prepared for that game. It was pretty obvious, too. Oh, yeah. Neither one of these teams are the same teams that played on that first first uh, game of the season here. So True. It, it's, they're, they're not the same, either one of them. But the difference being this, the Packers are playing mediocre. Medi- the, the Packers have played the season at a mediocre line. Mm-hmm. The Bears have reached a mediocre line while it appears – their team is better than that mediocre line. Yeah, and, and like I said to start, we're still pieces. We still need pieces. We need so many pieces. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see, I don't see the Bears losing this. I really don't. These guys yeah, are going to be fired up. And they Foster, bring. I'm sorry for interrupting. Just yeah. before I lose the thought, uh, Foster, you brought up the word line, and so that immediately put into my mind that Green Bay's offensive line is one of the better ones in the league. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. But last week against Minnesota, they gave up pressures and hurries to Jordan Love on almost 50% of the snaps. So that line that the Bears are bringing in, they're going to be very effective. They're going to be in Jordan Love's face. You watch. It's going to happen. Agreed. Agreed. That's sweat. Sweat is the keystone of that entire defense. It really is. the moment they got him. We've all seen it. Yep. And the beautiful thing about it, it, you know, a lot of people were complaining about the money and so forth. You know, uh, he is making he, – he's going to be in a year or two because Bosa and some of the other pat, top pass rushers are coming yeah. up for contracts. He's going to be like around fifth or sixth highest yeah. paid while he's going to be delivering just like those guys are delivering because he's gotten better when he came here to Chicago. This defense suits him better. So it's a, it's a you know really nice sign for the near future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, the, the thing that – we 
overlook about our own offense is it's uh, I've noticed that seem like the offensive design for DJ Moore and if he's covered Cole Komet yes no matter who the third fourth or fifth receiver is very seldom do they even get the ball and I think that's more of play design and not so much on the quarterback Mm. so we have to do a better job in the offseason of getting our other players involved because when you have an offense that's more diversified you can be even more dangerous i mean i know there was talk that oh uh uh, there was a time when they were saying just needs to get the ball more to dj more it's like Mm -hmm. let's spread the ball out because that way and crunch time, did you get the ball to GJ when you really need to have it? But I'm seeing routes seem like you have these routes where Scott or Mooney is just shooting down the field to clear out the underneath route. That's his whole purpose. With no intent of ever throwing him the ball, he just job is just to clear it out. And I think they got to get some of those plays out of there and say, hey, we got to make this guy an actual viable option to where mm-hmm. he can actually get the pass. Yeah. Because on that dime he threw in that end zone that he dropped, uh, Scott. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm telling you, this offense can be so dynamic, but we got to get more guys involved. And I don't expect it in this last game. I just well, think that's something we're working the offseason. Right, and and Justin talked about that after the game. You know, when he was talked about that miss to to Scott, and then he was also talking about DJ. One of the quotes that really stuck in my mind is that he said, you know, "I love DJ being on this team because when he's one on one and he's guarded, I know I can throw him the ball because he's going to make a play. I have so much right. trust in him." When right. have you ever heard him say that about Darnell Mooney? About anybody? About exactly. he hasn't he doesn't have that trust and so somebody in the chat was saying you know that second and third read I believe is more on the quarterback it, it, it is I I do believe that Justin gets off that third read after those guys after the two guys you mentioned PJ yeah. DJ and Cole Komet I believe he gets off of them really the other the third option really quick because he doesn't have that confidence and right. so he's gonna create with his legs uh, yes. which he can do now but as a passer we are seeing the improvement. You yes. know, and, and even in his rookie season under a different offensive coordinator, we've seen highlights posted on social media. Now there are highlights and, and the low lights aren't there, but we saw how prolific he can be with the long passing game, how yep. accurate he is and so forth. Absolutely. And so now we just need to meld all these strengths and give it a little patience. And that's yep. why I think we, we invest in Justin. That's what this draft is about. Invest yep. in Justin and not uh, re- rebuild part two. I don't want that. Reinvest in Justin. Hashtag it. There you go. Reinvest in Justin. Well said. Yeah, I like, I that. like that. Here, yeah. I, real, real quick, I'll throw this in too. If you, if you want, go back and watch because I've done a lot of that over the last couple of weeks, watching about all twenty twos and even the quarterbacks and JT O'Sullivan and anybody I can get my hands on because I want to see what they think too. On top of it, mm-hmm. um, it's like that. It's, it's like his reads are like DJ Komet running back. Yeah, because yeah. because of multiple reasons. Maybe I, I don't agree so much, PJ, with the play calling. I think it's on on fields, and it's a matter of exactly what Aldo was talking about. Trust. Mm-hmm. He he was going to Scott. Now Scott's been having a problem catching the damn ball. If you go back and you look at the last three games, man, he's probably got six catches that he should have made. Mm-hmm. Two of them were for touchdowns, and one of them was a critical third down in that Cleveland game that would have kept the drive alive. 
Mm-hmm. He jumped for that ball, went right through his hands. He should have caught that ball, man. There was, you know, so it it, it is. It's it's him with having the trust factor in it, man, because you he's got no one to count on. That's I was like, screw it, man. If you got to throw the ball 15 times to DJ, don't care. Yeah. Get him the ball because he's a playmaker. He's going to do something with the ball when he gets it. Yeah. So for now, we got to do that, deal with that as it is. But in the offseason, now it's time to step up to the plate and address this situation finally. He's done a bunch with the defense last year. It's time to make some additions to this offense, more additions, better additions. I'll well, leave it at that, better you, additions than we have. We need to upgrade that offense at multiple positions. You kind of trend, You kind of just segued right into the title of this show, Foster, perfectly. Thank you for that because – this brings me to the point yeah. of we're at the point now. It's a very, very critical moment in Bears history. We all know this. We have never had what we had the first pick once in 1945 or whatever it was. And now we have it back to back and we could end up hand, having two multiple picks for the next two years and more. I am um, all for keeping Justin. I think we all can agree on that. What I would like to see happen personally as a fan. And I, and I don't care how you, what route you take to get there, just come together and make it happen is let's, let's treat Matt Eberflus like Rick Renteria. <laughs> Thank you for your services. Our farm system is built, meaning that we already know all the draft picks that we have. Our farm system is in college. We can pick from our farm system with all the picks we have, and we want to entrust this to to Jim Harbaugh and and the future of this team. We have got a, a new stadium coming up. We have what better to go into a new stadium with multiple, let's say, championship games possibly a Super Bowl win or two, we go into the new stadium era with Jim Harbaugh as our coach. And I'm just going to say this with all due respect, because we all know that Mr. Ditka is getting older. And in my, in my vision here, he, how much longer is he going to last 10 years? Okay. So Jim Harbaugh is now our head coach. Mr. Ditka passes on at some point while Harbaugh is our head coach. He's won a Super Bowl or two. The torch is passed. He's got the new stadium. He's got it filled. Everyone is packing in everywhere around. Poor Aldo has to move because the fucking traffic is so bad. <laughs> and, and I can take a train from Woodstock. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go, to, to go to watch the games when I come visit. This is this is it's like it, it's like the perfect envisionment. Harbaugh drafted by the Bears. He goes on. He he helps develop Andrew Luck. He, you know, at Stanford, he gets. He, he he has succeeded everywhere he's been. Yes, he got fired from the Niners. But listen, they went to like three straight championship games in the Super Bowl, and then they were kicking the Ravens' ass until the lights got turned off in that Super Bowl and deflated their momentum, and they lost because of that. Then he gets fired. He goes on to his alma mater. He's in the national championship game right now. I, this is like the strangest national champion. Can you guys remember a national championship with Michigan in it? In, in, in the last 49 years of my life? I, I, well, first of all, we haven't had championship games that long. We only had championship games. Okay, well, fair enough. 15 years. He yeah, went to his right. alma mater. Now he's taking his alma mater to the championship game. What if they win? Boom, mm-hmm. goal completed. The next goal of his is to become the Chicago Bears head coach. His dream job, as he has said before. I should have had the clip ready to play. I'm going to have that ready because this is this is I'm I'm pushing for Harbar now. It's it's everything. The stars are aligned, guys. This is the time. 
thank you, Flus. You've done a great job. You have you have held the team together. You have played. You you've you've helped develop the defense. It is time to go get an elite head coach and move on. And thank you for your services. And I think it can happen if Poles and him can work together. Which who wouldn't want to work together to build a dynasty? Which I think they could with all the picks that that Harbaugh will have to work with and Poles. And you make you uh, Ian Cunningham goes and becomes a general manager. You give him the assistant. You give Harbaugh the assistant general manager position. They work together for the next ten years, and we just put everything aside and win championships and don't look back. I'm done. All right, let me let me uh, shoot down your favorite here, over. over. You're not getting the chance. You're not getting. Okay, I'm taking it. Uh, There we go. Let me. Let me. I'm back. Wow. (laughs) No. Sorry, sorry, Dan. Uh, I have to ask if there's like a unicorn or something in your backyard. I mean, because you must be living in fantasy land with that uh, attitude. I'm I'm living in the fantasy land of. My Rashawn Salam jersey is five and zero oh this year. <laughs> well, you make sure you wear it Sunday. There you go. Yeah, didn't, didn't you not wear that when they played Cleveland? I don't. I did. I forgot to wear it. Don't You're right. Ask. I did. And See? and I'm glad I didn't jinx it by wearing it. See, that's why I don't want to jinx it by wearing it this week because I know they're going to lose. No, wear it. Get it's out of here. Five and zero on the season. Yeah. Look, look how old this thing is. Damn Eldo. kids, look, man. Look at the name on the back. It doesn't even. It's not even highlighted in orange. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> let me let, let me say this though. As far as uh, the, uh, the 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 dream of Harbaugh, um, I I like Harbaugh. I do. However, if you get horrible, let's concede our schemes are changing. So that means the players that we acquired for the last couple of years, those guys will not fit into the scheme that Harbaugh is going to want to run. Mark Montel Sweat being the number one, he is a truly 4-3 defensive end. Everywhere Harbaugh has been, he has ran a 3-4. So now you got to get rid of Montel Sweat. Then what are you going to do with Zach Pickens? He is not a zero technique. He's not a five technique. He's maybe a one and a or a three technique. So now you got to find something to do with him. You're going to have so many different players that you're going to have to get rid of bringing in Harbaugh that it's going to set our rebuild back a little bit. I, I mean, huh? I disagree. Okay. Um, so. I'll let you finish, and then I'll. I'll I, I, because I, I, I say, calculate. I mean, because again, Harbaugh, I think, is a good coach. No, no denying it. He's won. He's won everywhere he's been. But because of the schemes, I think that's going to be problematic for the players we have. And I haven't even touched on the offensive side because I don't even know what offensive coordinator he would bring in. Okay. Um, I, I, my point to the whole Harbaugh thing is I don't think that he would, I think he's the kind of, um, uh, forward thinking coach. That's not just going to come in and go, Oh, we have a four, three roster. I'm going to blow this up and make it a three, four, just cause that's what I've always run. I think he would, he would find the guy that runs the best four, three, because we have all the police, all the pieces in place plus this next draft to add the, the the final pieces to it to make this something special. So whether it's more of an attacking style 
you know, or or it's a hybrid defense that can use all the pieces that we already have and just add a couple more in the draft. I don't think that's necessarily um, uh, like something that's going to prevent Jim Harbaugh from becoming the head coach or or I should say even make him like change the, the defense because the pieces are in place. Why would he change it? And as far as offense goes, he's the kind of guy we, we would sit back here and go in Harbaugh we trust because we would know that he would have the right coaches in place no matter what it would be for this team. He, he has everywhere he has gone. He and you know he may be um, a prick. He may, but what is polls like? He likes his offensive linemen to be pricks. I want my head coach to be a prick. There's only one kind of head coach that can run the Chicago Bears and handle the Chicago media. It's a prick. It has to be someone that's going to come in there and tell the media to eat shit, and and not. Oh, uh, I'm an airline pilot. I have to figure out how to like uh, uh, fancy myself around these words to make everyone happy. You know, he's not going to do that. That's what we need in Chicago. Blunt, straightforward head coach. A guy in the sidelines screaming out his guy for doing wrong. Not that Flus doesn't do that, but I'm just saying. But Dan, he's, he's is like Flus getting fired? Chicago head coach. It, it's so obvious to me. Is Flus getting fired? Let me let me ask you guys this. Do you see Flus being the head coach of a dynasty? Yes or no? Can, can he sure. coach a dynasty? Yes or no? Sure can. Oh, uh, I, I think it depends. You know, here's 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 the one thing. <laughs> poor Walt. Um, here's the one thing that I will say that makes it a possibility is that we have seen after the disastrous run that Eberflus had for the first, what, 20-something games of his coaching administration, the team is still playing hard. The team is still going out there and preaching. The team loves each other. He has had success in ways that we fans have not seen. And Justin talked about it in his what, what might have been his final press conference, uh, one of his final press conferences as a bear, he talked about how Eberflus got everyone together. Because the question to, to Justin was, how does it feel to be so beloved by the team? You know, we've never heard teammates talk about a quarterback the way they talk about you. And he said, you know, I'm blessed and this and that. And he brought up Eberflus. Eberflus Put us all together, got us to become like family, get to know our, our lives, our, you know, who our parents are and this and that. And so Eberflus could be really good at something we don't get to see, which is the team building and aspect which is necessary. So what does he need in order to be a Super Bowl dynasty team? Great players. And that means trading that number one overall pick so we can add great players to the ones we already have, and we then we can have a true dynasty. Jim Harbaugh didn't win in San Francisco, didn't get his team to the Super Bowl where they lost because he was a great coach. He was a great coach, but he also had great players. Dynasty makers all had their great players. Belichick with Brady, I don't have to name them. You guys all know it. You know, the, the reason I don't think Harbaugh, though, is coming to the Chicago Bears is because he's got that big Ditka-like personality, and the McCaskies don't like that. You look at everyone they have been responsible for hiring since Ditka left. It's all guys who bring no drama. I mean, even the, the awful ones like Tressman and John Fox – 
uh, even the general managers, Ryan Pace and Ryan Post, they don't want that disruptive atmosphere that they witnessed in the 80s because of Ditka's big uh, forceful personality. And then, uh, you know, I go back to those days. I remember it was Jerry Venisi who was the GM for the first three years of the Chicago Bears when Ditka was coach. He was the mediator between the family and, and Ditka. And he would beg Ditka, dude, you need to tone it down. You're, you're about to get fired and stuff. So uh, they hated that time, and Harbaugh would bring that type of drama back, and I, I, so that I don't think they'll ever do it. You're making me cry. <laughs> Here, here's the whole thing, Shorty. I think Tony said it correctly. He's like, Harbaugh's a power vacuum. He just wants yeah. to suck everything in and have total control. And that's okay, uh, this is not Harbaugh at 40. This is Harbaugh at 60. He's still he, the same guy. He, he's got, he's, he runs the show in Michigan. Good. Right Let now. him be this. I want him to be the same guy. It Let has, him retire. changed. Let him retire a Chicago Bears head coach winning three or four Super Bowls. He replaces Dicka as the next coach that we're talking about for the next 35 plus years. He retires into the into the the into management and he now he's like helping uh, Kevin Warren run the team and it was you know 80s. I mean the, he becomes a consultant for the team that's like working in the front office, like we all see happen. Like what, Shorty, did, did you see that video of the press conference that he had before the playoff championship uh, game, uh, he, he, you know, the media was there, hundreds of people, and he gets up to the podium and he sits down. He didn't like the size of the chair and where the <laughs> microphone was. So he gets down, he talks to a PR person, and then all of a sudden people are bringing in different chairs. And the, the person that posted the video on, uh, on X sped it up. And it was easily 20 minutes of them fucking around, different chairs, bringing in a different riser, moving the table up and down before he was finally satisfied and he sat down to answer questions. This is the maniacal mind this he, guy has. He's obsessive compulsive. He wants everything perfect. Yeah. That's the guy I, I want as my head coach. I want to answer your question, dude. I want to answer your question. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, right, today, right now, Somebody, I, I don't. Please shut me up. I'm gonna, today, right now, I don't, I don't see Flus um, winning a Super Bowl. But I'm not there. I'm not at Hales Hall every day. I don't see what's going on. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a quick short story now, PJ. Although you guys will remember this, there was this guy who came in and coached, and he was 12 and 30 his first three seasons. Very quiet, low key guy. His his name happens to be Chuck Knoll of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So what I'm what I'm getting at, there's always going to be a first in everything you do. We're, we're, we might be able to answer this question in five years. The question you're asking, and, and again, I'm I'm only being honest and giving you my opinion. Doesn't mean shit. But I, I've got to I, I go back to trust in polls, man, and what he put together here. You know, even yeah. if, even if people talk about Bruce wasn't his choice, it was out of his list. It's still the guy he picked, and he's going to make that decision at the end of the year. There's they started asking play, uh, guys today, and I believe it was Getz even. Uh, as you reflect on the last two years, you know, what can you say about where you've gone for over this last season? And he's like, we're still preparing for Green Bay. Well, there won't be any any press conferences to ask Getze this question. But, but what you do is you contact these coaches two weeks from today, email them, whatever. And then ask them how they can reflect on this last season, where, where they've been and what they've done. Because you can't ask somebody to reflect on something that's not finished and it's not done. 
this this is a big statement for for the guys that are staying, for the guys that are going somewhere else, whether it be coaches or players. This this is something that's gonna gonna have a mark and an effect in the rest of their career. You may not think it's big, it may not even be big, but right now at this point in time, it is big for many of these guys. You're probably talking 20 or 30 people here that their their lives and their jobs and everything are on the line. So that's my answer to your question. If I saw Luce as being capable of winning, bringing us a Super Bowl, but there's always a first for everything. So I'm talking dynasty, though. Like, so am I. So am I. And there's no way to know that because in 1971 or 72, in Pittsburgh, they were screaming, and look what happened. They've had what three or four coaches since 1969 and always win. That's what I want. I want something like that. Where I've said this before, man. I, I really wish I was sitting here right now and we were the, we, the Bears lost the four Super Bowls in a row because at least we would have played in six of them by now instead of just a damn two. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Inside, I'll kick you in the ass every time. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. It's, it's, uh, but sticking, being consistent does. It's not something that we're used to seeing with the Bears because they do pull the strings maybe a little bit too quick. You know, if you would have just given the, the you know, Dave Wanstead a, a quarterback with the coaching that he had, that team could have could have been much better. You know, you can say that for a, for most of our head coaches because we've never had a freaking quarterback. Dave so that's Shorty, to, to your point here, aren't you saying the same thing right now? You're saying Chicago Bears fans pulled the string too quick. You're doing it right now. No, You're I'm saying, saying we need, I'm we need saying to get big. rid of him like Rick Renteria. But hey, you, come on, man. It's, it's a known commodity. It's not like you're just firing fluce to go after another, um, you know, up and rising coordinator. You're going after the, one of the top coaches in the league that's ever hey, been. Hey, I mean, I probably won't build a dynasty anyways because they're going to run him out of town in four or five years like everywhere else but Michigan. Sorry. If he, if first, he, first off, we don't even know if Harbaugh's available right now. True. You know, he's got a hundred and twenty-five, what, hundred and twenty-five million dollar deal sitting on the table more than likely from them. He's not gonna pass that up. You know? He'd be an idiot too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, Bearski asked me why I believe that Flus can win some Super Bowls here. It's from what you said, Aldo. He's he's building a team that you can't really see on the stat sheet. Yep. These guys will break their backs for him. Yeah. And that's how you build dynasties. That's how you bring great players together. It, it's not all like, oh, I threw 6,000 yards and ran for, you know, 20 touchdowns. That's great. But at the end of the day, you need camaraderie and you need a, like a, a brotherhood mentality. And that's what Flew Springs to the table. Where, I mean, you saw in San Francisco in a couple of years, Harbaugh was great. He had a good team together. Then when they started losing, everything began to fracture. And then the team threw him out. Yeah, they couldn't get rid of him fast enough because so many people uh, in the administration over there disliked well what he would do. He was duplicitous. He would do things. They would tell him, don't do that, and he would go behind people's back and do stuff like that. You know, He's just uh, uh, a, a poisonous personality. He's got a brilliant football mind. You know, Players play hard for hardball. There's no doubt about it. But there's more to it than that. I think you can win with good guys. And Eberflus might be a good guy. You know, he still has more to prove in my book. Um, and But the biggest question for me that he's answered is, two of them, is he a leader of men? The performance of how hard these guys play says resoundingly yes. Can he coach a good defense? The performance over the last half of the season says resoundingly yes. Those are two big uh, check marks that will 
probably bring him back next season. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I listen. I, I'm the, the the pontificator of all pontificators, right? We all know this by now, right? Although, uh, and, and like you said, Foster, in your opinion, this is just in my opinion. I, I, my, I could, I'm probably wrong too, because this is all. None of us are going to make any of a, of a difference on this. This is just all of our opinions and what we think that we would do as a general manager, or agree or disagree with. I just think that, you know, the Cubs were, if, correct me if I'm wrong, although weren't the Cubs kind of starting to pull it together at, I mean, you're a White Sox fan, but Foster, you might know this more than Aldo then. The Cubs were pulling it together at the end of the Renteria era, right? But they had the farm system in place. So they were like, fuck it. Joe Madden is sitting out there. Let's go get one of the best managers in the game. We're at that point, too. You can consider all the draft picks we're going to have in a way to be our farm system, right? And then entrust that in one of the greatest minds that's been around in the last 20 years in the NFL and in in, uh, college coaching and just say, screw it. We're going to go all in with with just the best and see what happens because we might be able to win with Fluce. Fluce has done a great job. I, I can't disagree with any of you on that. He has done an exceptional job keeping the team together, uh, building the, the defense is playing for him. He hasn't lost the team. Albeit, there's been some games that the defense collapsed and the offense couldn't just get one more damn touchdown. That's not on him. That is on Getsy. That's that's on Getsy in the offense. But I just think that if now is the time, if, and I'll I'll end it with this, and we can move on. Is that in my I an answer Bansky here really quick when you're done? But now ahead. is the time just to say. Fuck it. Drop our balls on the table and go out. We're going we're gonna to make a move that nobody would expect us to do because everything we just talked about, Flus has done a good job, blah, blah, blah. Put our balls on the table. We're going after an elite coaching staff. And then we'll see what happens. Yes, there will be a learning curve. But fuck, Matt. Matt oh, I got to get ready. Matt Nagy himself. Um- I'm not even going to get into that. That's I have zero thought. I should have known better that you would have had that, Walt. My apologies. Matt Nagy himself went to the Super Bowl in the first year as head coach with a with a basically a rookie quarterback. There's no there's no reason to suggest that Jim Harbaugh wouldn't be able to just take this team and just go to level 303 with it in one season. Matt Nagy did what? Yeah, I was going to say he went to the Super Bowl. He, did, right? he, you know, he, he took he took to the play, the team to the playoffs in his first season. That's that, he had that, a bunch of talent and and the, the team defense. was good. And Vic oh. Fangio. That's what I said. Vic Fangio, yeah. Fangio's defense. I'm sorry, Trubisky sucked the whole year. I don't. I still don't get why he made a Pro Bowl. He was an alternate. I think he was the third alternate. <laughs> he was. That's why. Or fourth. He sucked the whole year. He sucked the whole year. If you go back and look at game by game. Every game I picked it apart going walk off. Because he thinking. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to Because I wanted to answer Bearski too, Walt. You're talking about this one, right? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Go for it. it. Yeah, here, here's the thing, Bearski. You know, he came into an absolute mess, Matty And I think we're forgetting that. That roster was trash. Mm-hmm. Reposition. So, it yeah. It was made worse on top of it during the season, Walt. That's true. You know? Guys didn't work out. You know, they brought in Claypool. He didn't work out. They brought in Amir Smith Marset. We all saw what happened there against the Vikings. You know, but I mean, they, they made do with what they had. And we have to deal with that three and 14 record. And 
we weren't going to get any better than that. Let's be real. With the, you know, the weapons we had on offense and the defense, just, you know, everything was basically just patchwork across the entire thing. Now that we're starting to rebuild this roster, we're seeing an upswing in terms of wins, uh, just general play on the field, you know, right, right off the rip. Yes, the beginning of the season sucked, but we didn't have, you know, our guys didn't play together. And I know, PJ, you're a big thing about continuity during the, the preseason. And that the shows you right there. You need to have your guys come together, play, and learn what they do. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. So now that we're seeing this happen, we're starting to pick up these victories. We're starting to kick other teams in the teeth and say, hey, you know, we're, we're here to play. We're not just a pushover. So to go ahead and take everything that Flus has put together and then just dump him off to the sideline because you want to go after the great white whale, so to speak, you're, you're going to fracture your front office. You're possibly going to fracture your locker room. You're going to fracture your relationship with potential free agents. The, it's just a snowball effect. You're going to get some free agents that be like, oh, I want to play for hardball, sure. But you're also going to get some other guys that go back and look like, well, you know, I, I build a relationship with my coach. I mean, because that's how you play these games. You've got to build a relationship with everyone from, mm-hmm. you know, your offensive coordinator, your head coach, to your quarterback coach, to, you know, positional uh, guys, whatever, whatever. I got that. I have a good rapport. He gets the best out of us. You take that away because this guy might get you a few more wins and maybe get you to the Super Bowl. We don't know. We're just, you know, speculating here. Do I really want to play for you? I'm wondering what the answer to that question would be to Chris Bryant and, you know, all the guys on that Cubs team that were thinking, damn, we're getting rid of Rick, Rick Renteria already. Like, but Chris Bryant wasn't on the team. He came in the next year. Nope. So okay, they, they won 76 enough. games that final year at Rick Renteria and they ended, Joe Madden ended up opting out. Whether there was some tampering involved, we don't know. You know, that's a, it's a little gray area with baseball. And when that happens, Jordy, because you asked me a question, because I'm very familiar with the Cubs. I've been watching them since 72. Um, I wanted them to give Rick Renteria a chance. I was pissed that they that they put him through all the crap. And then when the team started coming together and they knew they had talent in the minor leagues, they shoved them aside. They did the same thing. They did the same thing. I know the White Sox did the same thing, too. But the White Sox, bah. And I want to get back to uh, real quick. There's your question. So, Bearski, in 1969, there was a coin toss. It was between the Bears and the Steelers. And the Steelers won that coin toss, and they drafted – they did exactly what the Bears did, kind of. They drafted Terry Bradshaw first. And they had – matter of fact, they were 6-21 and 21 the first two years of Chuck Knoll's dynasty. And then they won three Super Bowls, and they were pretty much in the Super Bowl hunt or in the playoff hunt Every year for about 14 years. Although, am I wrong? You are absolutely correct, sir. So Perfect recall. There is, there is there is proof that you could do this because if, if you would ask anybody in 1969 or 1970 or 1971 if the Steelers had a chance of winning, they would have told you, no, go look at the records, go look at the history. It's already happened. So there's proof of it. And in that 1969, was, when Foster says both teams had that 1-13 record, they actually played each other. So the Bears could have had two wins, but they lost to the Steelers. <laughs> or, yeah. or did they win? I, I, I don't remember if I got that right or wrong, but no, either the, way. The, I think the Bears lost. 
I think the Bears lost. Yeah, either way, they were awful teams. But yeah, that that was the catapult that so, got the Steelers into legendary but, but, status. But nobody gave Chuck Noll and the Steelers a chance ever of doing anything. Even even the first three years, as they were getting, you know, they won one game. Then they, then they took a huge leap and they won five games. Well, then the following year, they only won six games. So nobody nobody gave them a chance. Three Super Bowls, Kersky, three. With great teams because Bradshaw wasn't even a great quarterback. They surrounded him with great talent, and the coaching was great. That's how you win. That's mm-hmm. how you win. Mm-hmm. Let's be realistic about our record here. We won three games last year. Right. This 11 and whatever, 11-win season was a dream to begin with. We doubled our win total. We have now more than that. We have seven wins, possibly even eight if you know when we beat the Packers on Sunday. So it's a win in my yeah. book. Yeah, I would, you know, one of the things that was interesting about Tom Brady's career is when they won their first Super Bowl, his stats were like awful. It was the defense, the Patriots defense that really was the most responsible for the Patriots getting going with their dynasty. And then as Brady matured and became better and better and better, then it was because primarily because of him because he was running that team just as much as Belichick was. And we could potentially see a very similar situation with Justin Fields, that he is going to continue to progress and progress. And if you give him the confidence, if you give him the authority and tell him, this is your team, we're building around you, which these wide receivers do you like? Are you happy with Getze? Tell us what, what is happening with Getze. Should we look at – I would include him in in the partnership of decision-making like a lot of other teams do with their star quarterback, and I think it could expedite the growth of the team uh, into championship level. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I wish – that after the season is done, that Poles and or Warren can give us some more clarity as to how they're going to run this organization and what role Justin Fields is going to have in the organization. I think that I think the key is uh, knowing that we have this first round or this first pick overall, and what to do with it, because mm-hmm. there is a world in which we trade down twice from from number one. We go down to number two and then probably from two to nine if we're willing to get look past Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, <clears throat> and that that to me is the big question is whether or not, you know, they're going to be brave enough to say, hey, we can move down to two. And after we get to two, can we take Marvin Harrison Jr. there or do we make another trade where we get two first round picks, two second round picks with mm-hmm. Atlanta? As, as well as getting near tiny. So now we're gonna we can we can possibly have five impact players that we can get by passing on Marvin Harrison Jr. And that becomes the real question because in some people's minds, uh Malik Neighbors is just as good, if not better, than Marvin Harrison Jr. Now there's yeah. a height difference, but those are the questions I'm sure polls will be having, and those are things you have to really think about. Yeah, all right, all right. So, so just just to move on from my Harbaugh rant, I just want to get receipts here. Everyone here thinks that we should move on or we should keep loose, but me, right? Well, I, I I would say this. I, I I would love to 
provide a little bit more nuance to the yes or no Eberflus thing. I, I always hate making predictions or saying fire this guy, pick up that way. What I want to know is more information. I, I hope that whoever is making this decision on Flus's future is going to sit down with him and ask a lot of questions and get real candid answers. And a lot of those questions are about what happened. Why did this happen? You know, with these two knuckleheads that you brought into Hallis Hall, how, how the hell did that happen? But also a lot of, a lot of questions are about what's going to happen in the future. How are you planning on using this player? What would you like us to, to do and so forth? And then after gathering all that information, that's when I would make a decision on Eberflus. But I will say in a general sense that things are trending up for him as opposed to down like it was a, a month and a half ago when he should have been clearly anybody would have stopped the season. You know, we were talking about firing him during the bye week, you know, <laughs> but, but, th but things have changed, you know. True. Well, I have to agree, Aldo. Uh, but to, to you know what you were saying there, I think the decision's already been made. And it has been made for a couple of weeks now. And that's more than likely they're going to roll on with, uh, you know, Fields and Eberflus. I think Getsy's probably the scapegoat, but, you know, we can go into that later. That's a whole other thing. You know, it, it, let's take a look at, uh, you know, PJ, you were talking about uh, different quarter. We were talking about different quarterbacks and all that. Look at Brett Favre. Third year, he led the league in interceptions with 24. He had 13 touchdowns and went on to the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, I'm not saying Justin Fields is going to be a Hall of Fame a player. I, right. I don't know. I, I can't make that call. But players early on that struggle can go on to greatness. Well, I think the biggest issue, honestly, is so many people are fascinated with the bright new toy being that, oh, we got the number one overall pick. So now they're making themselves believe that Drake or Caleb are better than Justin. And it's like, he's not, they're not necessarily better than he is. It's they are the new shiny toy because there were some people in the chat last year. Bryce Young is better than Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. And what has that proven this year? So I think if we can get past that bright new toy being the number one overall pick and look at what we can get as a team, because to Foster's point, you build up a team, you can make a mediocre quarterback look good yeah. if you have a good, good enough team. And that's where we really should be concentrating on is building this team because we still need players on offense. We still need players on defense. We need more team i'm more players for this team that even if justin isn't the guy we can then go get a quarterback next year or year after or whenever because we don't necessarily have to have a number one overall quarterback to be our quarterback because how many no, number one overall quarterbacks in the last 20 years won a super bowl two being stafford who's not with his original team and peyton manning other than that, number one overall quarterbacks don't normally win championships. So let's just build the team and keep going from there. Because after those passes, like I said, what I seen on Justin on Sunday, I'm I'm truly in his camp now. He's like really shown that he can play the position. Hmm. You're right there, PJ. And although I know you brought up the uh, just in passing the two coordinators or the coaches that were fired. Mm -hmm. and how that may have affected Matt Eberflus. you got to remember, too, these guys can hide it very well. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like being an alcoholic. You can just go to work one day and nobody knows. And then, you know, in the back room, yeah. you're down in the flask. Depends right. on how hungover you are the next day going to work, though. Yeah. <laughs> There's functional alcoholics. They can do it. Right. Well, you know, and I don't put that so much on Eberflus as I do on the administration. Anytime, you know, you're applying for a job nowadays, there's a security check. There's a background check. And so whoever the Bears had handled that on those two guys, they clearly messed up on something, you know. And so hopefully that should be where the repair happens so that they won't hire or draft any bad apples you know i have it on on pretty good authority that all of the quarterbacks right now that are coming out the bears are doing due diligence they are getting information on them on drake may on caleb on all of these guys that are coming out they're getting all of the info uh to make sure that if they do choose a quarterback that they are selecting somebody who isn't going to be you know, hitting that flask <laughs> after practice <laughs> or before practice. <laughs> this kind, of, this is to kind of answer your question. Well, Bryce Young, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Jameis, Jameis Winston, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, Sam Bradford, Matthew Stafford, Jamarcus Russell, Alex Smith, Eli Manning, two thousand four. Oh, well, I guess you can go back to, well, actually, no, because uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't the first pick. But oh, he was the last first pick to win a Super Bowl was 2004 yeah. the Eli and Eli Manning. So that doesn't, I, and I, I'm not saying to, of course, I, I want to keep Justin just like you guys do. I think that's the key. You, you you build with this pick that we have from the Panthers and you add to Justin Fields' It's just my my question has come down to now is a chance to get elite coaching and not look back. What would happen if the Chargers hired him and he won two Super Bowls and we won one division championship in the next three years? We'd all be looking back going, shit, we should have hired Harbaugh. But I will regress because I have gone on enough of a rant about this and you guys have put me in my place. Um, so, yeah. I, I think it's fair to say that all of us, whether we're hardball lovers or not, if the Bears did make that move, we'd all be in the same boat cheering for him. And, and, yep. and what, you know, whatever he does, it's it's going to be okay. We'd have confidence in him. He deserves that much. He's proven that he deserves our support. Um, but I just don't see it happening primarily because of the McCaskey family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dan, before you jump on to the, the next subject, I did want to bring up something that might ease your heart a little bit about Justin oh, Fields going in the Packers game. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was interested just to see maybe adjusted stats for Justin Fields for a full 16-game season so I can get a better view on both quarterbacks. Because you sent me the information for the, the Rodgers slide. So I was like, let me go take a look. So it's a math. Up top, you have the current passing yards, rushing yards for Justin Fields, 21-14-630. That's based over the games he's played now, which is 12. So went on. These are all from statmuse.com. It's average passing yards about 201.2 and 52.5 rushing. So that equates to roughly over the missed four games, 804.8 yards. I round up to 805 because they're not going to give you a 0.8. 210 mm-hmm. rushing yards. So then hold on. There we go. So then I broke it down this way. I looked at his current offensive total production, which is about 3,000 yards, called 3,044. 
adjust it, comes out to 4,059. So he's leaving about 1,000 yards on the table missing those games. Now we're going to go compare it to Jordan Love over a 16-game season. Like we said, threw for 3,800 yards, 200 rushing, about 4,091 yards total offensive production. Justin Fields with the adjusted stats would throw for about 3,129, 840 rushing yards for about 4,059. It's only a difference of 32 yards. So if you're going by the averages, which is the only way you could really do this and get it close, I mean, it's going to go up and down either way. It's not going to be 100% perfect. You're looking at 32 yards of difference. That's nothing. You're sitting here worried about Jordan Love. We would have had this. Yeah. 32 yards and one more loss. What was it, Cam Newton, that came out and said that you have to account for the modern-day quarterback, that you have to account for the rushing stats that they add to the game. The game has totally changed in the last couple of years with the abilities that the quarterbacks have now. They're, you know, they're, they're taking over the league as far as they're full blown athletes in all directions. They can run, pass, throw everything. So that is something to take into account there, Walt. So you make a great point. Thank you. It's an excellent, excellent point. Well done. Yeah, you know, I, I and and a lot of us need to get out of that paradigm where we think, you know, a quarterback should be the traditional drop back quarterback. Three step drop, five step, step, yeah, and to throw for 350 yards and three touchdowns and stuff. And that's not the case anymore because you have these athletic quarterbacks who you have to account for their rushing yards and their rushing touchdowns as part of their production, a part of, of a part of their output. And you're, you are going to get guys like Lamar Jackson who will throw for 300 yards and, and rush for 600 yards. But you also could get a guy like Justin Fields who probably would be more likely to uh, pass for 225 yards and rush for 100 yards. Whatever the formula is, those guys are good quarterbacks, and with the one we got, he could potentially be a great one. Well, I think he's still growing. That's the thing. He's still yep. growing and still trying to uh, figure out his way within this offense because, mm-hmm. let's be honest, the play calling hasn't been the greatest, and we hasn't always had the weapons either. So he's still yet evolving. So I think he could become an even more dynamic player than what Lamar Jackson is. Mm-hmm. But he does have things in this game he does have to work on. Yes, Hitting that, when he hit that back foot, really throw the ball. Stop, mm-hmm. you know, still drifting back. But, uh, I think that's JT Sullivan pointed that out in this film breakout breakdown this week, that sometimes when he hit his back foot, he still take another step or two and drifting back or drifting to the left. Those mm-hmm. are a quarterback's job, right? Coach him, teach him how to not do that. I mean, because that's one thing I admire about the San Francisco 49ers. If you really look at them and their precision, their coaches does a great job of emphasizing the details. This is where you need to be. This is where you need to be at this time. And for this reason, for we can have this result. So when they do one of those wide receiver screens that we're been did that one week over and over, when San Francisco does it, Debo Samuel Debo Samuel scores a touchdown. When yeah. we do it, we get a two yard loss. It's <laughs> all because of attention to detail. Yeah. Our coaches, be it Getzy or whoever, whatever offensive coach we bring in, we need to start emphasizing. Let's pay attention to the details to where you can do your job at the point where you're supposed to do your job, even on that fourth and one against Cleveland, 
when uh, Mooney misses the block and the guy nips uh, Justin Fields' uh, foot and he's a what foot short of making the first down. Those things like those simple things like that, attention to detail on your block to where he can get around that edge. Even if it involves make sure you get a seven, I mean, an eight step drop before you go around to do that bootleg. But those attentions to details is that what we really need to pay attention to. And that to me comes down to coaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and sometimes the coaches are coaching that, but the players aren't getting it because the, the style doesn't mesh. I apologize, Foster. Please go ahead. No, no. You're good, Paulo. I, I was just Godfather talks before Foster does. I shut the hell up as soon as he opened his mouth, you son of a gun. Foster, get the get the hell out of here. <laughs> I love it. He pulls me in the, after I pull I him too. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it, so I hit my finger on the button, dude. That was awesome. Um, it was like a gunfight. Go <laughs> so on, man. Wild West. <laughs> oh, so we have been talking, PJ and I have been talking about this all season, man. Mistakes, continuity, mm -hmm. uh, missing. I got to pee up. Be right back. Run running backs, running backs, not running into the right lane, receivers running the wrong routes. What mm -hmm. What's happening is we're seeing less and less of it because less and less of it's happening. Yeah. But it, it still is happening. And then I wanted to just go back to. The, the, the multi-talented quarterbacks. This isn't new. It's just taken us this long to transition into getting used to it. 1960, Brian Tarkington, mobile quarterback. 1970s, Randall Cunningham, one of my – I wanted – the first time I saw Randall Cunningham playing a game, I'm like, that is the future of the NFL. There you go. Then you had Michael Vick and all these other guys. Now we've mm -hmm. got Allen, you know, these, these guys who are – I'm not – Somebody put in the chat what running quarterback wins. It's it's not a running quarterback. He doesn't have to run. It's mobile. the mobility and the escapability. I, I was looking at somebody's plays. There's four or five plays that there's there's only three, four, or five guys in the league that, that Justin made last week in that Atlanta game where, where he should have been sacked twice on the same play. Mm -hmm. There's maybe four or five guys in the league who are going to be able to do that. I want one of them on my team. Well, I think that's a, I think that's the key, though, is the fact that you have a quarterback that a defense looks at and say, hey, we have to account for his running, because if we don't account for his running, he's going to burn us. So now that takes a guy out of coverage to where he has less guys back there in coverage that he has to defend against. So those are the mental things that having that person in Justin Fields offers you that is like, hey, we got to. Think about this. You know, we can't sit up there. We got Mike Atlanta did. We're not going to over pursue on our rush lanes. We're going to just try to make sure he doesn't escape. And now he got five seconds back there to throw those pinpoint passes. Those are the things the defense have to weigh when you have a quarterback like that, as opposed to, oh, well, I know this quarterback is going to be sitting right there. So we can sit up there and blitz whomever and go get him because we're going to know where he's at. You don't want. I, I think Flues puts it best. When you have a, a quarterback like Justin, you have defensive players as well as coordinators staying up at night trying to figure it out. Yep. That's exactly right. Um, you know, I, I, I do think, and, you know, I've been fighting myself 
with this the last week or two, the whole idea of Getsy, should we get rid of them and so forth. And again, you know, I'm always going to stick to my principles of asking more questions. But I do think that if he were to answer all the questions the way I would like to hear, I wouldn't mind giving him another shot at calling plays because I think he too, just like Justin and Eberflus, those guys are progressing. You know, this these are their first jobs in those positions in the NFL. NFL quarterback for Justin, head coach for Flus, uh, offensive play caller for Getze. And, and I do see somebody asked this question in the chat uh, maybe 20 minutes ago. Do you think that Getze is doing a better job of play calling? And I do think that he is. I do think that he is getting past some of his biases. You know, uh, the I don't run an I formation thing. He ran six, seven I formation plays, although he, he's not the guy that said it. Nagy did, but uh, we all had the same impression that Getze was like Nagy when it came to running run formation uh, schemes. And so right. he's he seems to be, you know, getting it in terms of what works well for this team. He said in today's press conference when he was asked by uh, Patrick Finley, you know, can you look back on the last two years and things, you know, your experience here? And one of the things he said was, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, he said, you know, I know and we know him here in the building, you know, what a lot of the uh, critics have been saying was wrong with, you know, we know the truth, you know, we know who fucked up, whether it was a coach. Again, I'm paraphrasing whether it was a coach or a player or, or whatever, we know the truth. And basically you guys don't know. And so that may be true. And so I'm hoping again, I'll repeat it that at the end of the season when polls and or whoever's up there with their end of the year press conference, that they do provide some transparency on some of that. So that us fans who we are the stockholders, not like green Bay where they get a, a certificate that means shit, but we really <laughs> are the stockholders because we buy all this shit. We buy the tickets. We, we, you know, invest our, the most precious commodity we have time on the team. And so we are old, you know, transparent uh, explanations for some of the stuff, as long as it doesn't give away a competitive advantage, which it, it, it likely wouldn't. So um, I'm hopeful, but, uh, you know, there's still some answers that need to be questioned. I oh, think questions that need to be answered. I, I, I think, or well, I'm of the camp that if we bring Getty back, bring someone with him be it a senior mm -hmm. advisor, be it someone with more experience of play calling, but someone different to where this offense can go to the next level. That's yeah. what I'm wanting to see because, like I said earlier, I've seen too many times where it seemed like it's only two people that is really running the routes and the other guys are just clearing out or running dummy routes. Or what was that one time uh, Fields made the comment? He said, well, when uh, Mooney was wide open, he said, I didn't throw it to him because he he's not one of my looks. So you have in certain plays where you got guys running routes and the quarterback's not even supposed to look at. Him. Let's take those plays out to where everyone's a viable option because, again, we, have, we can have such a dynamic uh, offensive staff or weapons mm -hmm. if we draft correctly that yeah. – this office can really take it to another level. Yeah. Combined with the fact, like I mentioned, that you have fields there and the defense is wondering, is he running? 
Is he not running? What is he doing? So that puts another element in their head. Well, and I've seen other teams before hire uh, position coaches who had play calling, NFL play calling experience. So let's say, you know, they bring in now a new running backs coach. It could be somebody who called uh, offensive plays for four years for the Buffalo Bills in the the 2010s or whatever. But so you're right. Either do that or bring in a senior offensive consultant like the Bears did for for defense. I'm totally with you there, PJ. I think another brain that has experience, and if for some reason Luke has to be fired in the middle of the season, then we've got somebody on staff who's got experience at calling plays. And and, and you don't miss a beat. You just keep on going. So, yeah. There you go. The one question I have, though, guys, is what's the point of the offensive coordinator then if you're bringing in uh, an assistant or, you know, I I see it with the defense because what Phil Snow does is he comes in and he does advanced scouting for Mm -hmm. the team. But I think you give you give Getzy another set of eyes because sometimes Mm -hmm. I mean when you're when you're still new and I'm I'm considering still relatively new in play calling, he's maybe not seeing everything and seeing the flow of how it's working to where you can have an experiencing guy go, hey, let's set. You know, you run this plays in the first quarter. You set set that up for then in the third or fourth quarter. We can run a variation of this play, and those are the things he's probably not seen. So you you get another guy in here who can point those things out and helping that game planning of yeah, we run this counter to the left, counter to the left in the first and second quarter. Come that fourth quarter, we run that counter to the left with a with a little bit of an alteration to it, to where you have. And that's what San Francisco does. San Francisco, they'll they'll kill you with a play that they run the same play all game long, but come that fourth quarter, they add a little a little bit of a variation to it to where the guy's wide open. Kind of like we used to do when uh, Tevin Jenkins was playing next to Darnell Wright, just try to stop us kind of a play. Yeah, I get you. I mean, the thing is, too, is or Darnell, you're saying that no, Darnell, uh, right. <laughs> fuck you, and Darnell Washington. <laughs> How's he doing on Pittsburgh, by the way? Does anyone know? <laughs> Shit. Okay. Well, no oh, go ahead. He's a great blocker still, but <laughs> they're not throwing to him. He's not jumping over guys in the NFL, though. <laughs> no. I wanted to throw this on to PJ and Wall too. All you guys is, is does everybody forget that we have a, a, a first year, a first time head coach who's in his second year? An offensive coordinator who's really in his second year. So, so the one thing that I love about this team is it's it's all guys who are young or new to their jobs. Outside of a few, they're learning together. They're winning together. They're losing. They're experiencing the trials and tribulations. It took me 18 years to put together a five-man roofing crew that we could go in. I don't care. We could go into any house, and in one day, five of us rip off two layers, replace all the rotted wood, fix the chimney, replace all the flashings and put the roof on. And at five o'clock, we're done. It took me 18 years to put that crew together. Of guys <laughs> that could do that. So it doesn't, it just doesn't happen overnight, man. Well, although I've been in the roofing game, I've been in the roofing game 40 years. Dude. So it took me 18 years to find a crew like that. We could tell. Um, like lost them, have a couple I've, of never, already, I've never recovered from that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Jordy. <laughs> uh, I mean, what, I, what I was going to say, Foster, is that yes, it is his first NFL offensive coordinator job, but he was the offensive coordinator for two teams in college, too. 
So, I mean, I don't know if he did or didn't call plays there. I don't have that information. But at the end of the day, the, the job is the same. I mean, it's yeah, never the same league. speed, though, Walt. It's uh, never the same speed. speed. Speed is irrelevant. How is it irrelevant? How is it irrelevant when it dictates every player that makes it and doesn't? The guys that can get to the next level that, that cover the, the change in time. Well, I just – I got there's a half second left or a second less. I can't do it. Yeah, but you have to most use, the guys you have that to use your brain in order to figure that out. You should know that and be able to draw up a play for that. The speed of the play doesn't matter, but if you can't draw up the play either way, then who cares if it's going 150 miles an hour or 20? We've that's seen good. every game that the first 15 plays of the game that are scripted are generally right. very good. Can I just we say can all how, agree with that. I just, I just have to say how proud I am of you, Walt. Like When you first started on the show you were very quiet now you've, you've got like this this uh charismatic like uh captain kirk voice to you like how are you gonna say it? <laughs> i love it <laughs> I, I love i love zach's comment too uh what what did he have here foster is there a quarterback in the league today that reminds you of the days growing up watching sid luckman <laughs> oh wait there's only two of us here that haven't right <laughs> that's right but, but see if, if sid was playing today because if you go back and you can look at any of his films he was mobile he was mobile it, it's it's hilarious because it was earlier in the season and they showed they showed mahomes making a play where he's running to his right and he throws across his body to the left mm -hmm. and the wide receiver came back from the end zone for a touchdown Mm -hmm. And then somebody had it on here. They showed Sid Luckman doing running the exact same freaking play in 1945. Exact. Mm -hmm. He's running to his left, and he made the same throw Mahomes did, dude. So, who's ever asking that? I would. I wish there was. I wish there was a. I wish Sid Luckman was playing today because he could. Whether people mm -hmm. believe that or not, he could. Because yeah. he could do it all. He's. If you go back and look on the history tree of quarterbacks, when they say prototypical quarterback. He's the first one that they start with as of the quarterbacks as of today. It's on NFL films, man. Go look it up. It's on YouTube on an NFL film thing. I think it's called Prototype Quarterbacks, and it starts with Sid Luckman. Actually, well, you got the reel in your house, too, Foster. <laughs> I do. It's just collecting dust. The old, uh, yeah, shut up, fucking shit. You know I've had it. I've had it. <laughs> if, you, if, if you look at the like to to Walt's point, if you're looking at the first 15 plays of the game, Getsy does a really good job, and that's what I'm saying. So after that first 15 plays, there's some type of disconnect that he's having to where he's not understanding what worked or how to mm -hmm. deviate. Uh, I'll do a little bit of deviation on that play to make it be able to work in the second half. That's why I say bring in another guy who can help with that with him say hey you know uh yeah this play worked in the first half they probably be counting on it now in the second half so let's run the same formation but let's run a little bit of a different sort of play off of it that they're not expecting and that's why i say having another voice be it a senior advisor be it someone else that can truly help him and that's why i say he needs that help because he obviously does a pretty good job with those first 15 scripted plays that he has time to think about during the week 
But while he's on the fly in the middle of a game, he's probably not thinking about the nuances of those plays to make them a little bit of a difference to be able to make an impact. Yeah, and that's what I was just about to say, PJ. That it's those plays afterwards that have been continuously are a problem for us. I mean, he did fairly well this week, but even you know we saw that um, that one play where the guy came up behind Justin and got the strip on him late mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. Like, why on yeah. earth are you calling that? You know. So yeah. I mean, it's to the point where it's been done so many times by him throughout this season and last season that I don't think bringing in somebody else is going to help him. You could bring in another guy that follows the same type of scheme so you don't have to completely blow up the offense that you've already built through him right but bringing in just another guy to sit down and be like well luke we should do this luke's just an idiot there's no fixing stupid so well i mean uh, watching uh aldo's and a great show that i truly enjoy by the way uh, <laughs> but that liam uh Le- the uh, coordinator for uh K- kentucky that greg always talks about Oh yeah, uh, I forgot his last name. Yeah, Liam. yeah, Cohen. I think Liam Cohen. Yeah, Cohen. I, I think bringing in somebody like that who has experience with mm-hmm. this offense can again probably be the answer because I what I don't want to see is bringing in a whole nother offensive coordinator with a whole nother system to where you got to learn the terminology and all right. these other things and that sets us back. I'd rather just keep going, but. Maybe you need to add some more pieces to it being in the coaching staff, being a new offensive coordinator or help with the offensive coordinator. I mean, there's plenty of Shanahan guys out there. I mean, you could oh. go the Mike McDaniels route and steal his, what's it, the passing game coordinator, or the quarterback's coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does uh, have uh, a former experience as an offensive coordinator, I believe, for the Panthers or the Vikings, one of the two. Yeah. yeah, but you know, one of the things that Eberflus talked about in, in a press conference a couple of weeks ago was is that he helps Getsy with the play calling and the scheme and all that stuff, which is something that Getsy works on with his his staff. And so, you know, with Eberflus now calling the defensive signals, I, I would prefer that he just during the actual game. I don't know if you could still hear me, uh, but uh, uh, during the actual game. Can you guys hear me? No, you can't. Yes, yes. Okay, there you go. Yes. During the actual game, I would like Eber, I would like Eberflus to just focus on the defensive play calling and let Luke and somebody else worry about the offensive play calling. And maybe that somebody else is not on the staff right now. Maybe that somebody else is is somebody like the kid, uh, the guy from Kentucky. We do need somebody to assist. Luke gets in that uh, sophisticated play calling that you need to do in the second, third, and fourth quarters to set up opponents. We've shown them this formation. Now we're going to do something else out of that formation. Or when we flip it, we're going to add this little nuance to it and so forth. So uh, there's, there's something that's not working, and maybe it's not all Luke's fault. Maybe it's some of the staff that he has with him, and they're, they're deliberating when they're putting this, a plan together maybe there's a voice missing there so right. I, i'm with you pj i think some help is needed yes i think it's time for some a weather report oh i'm going to introduce i'm going to introduce this to you before you put it up shorty 
um, this is a, you, I saw your message. Hey, where the fuck are you? You supposed to start? <laughs> and I, like, oh shit! I need five fuck, Elder, are you coming on the show or are you gonna fuck us off tonight? It was more like that. Yeah, yeah that's that's what it was. And then and then you went. P.S. Bring a weather report. <laughs> so I quickly found one. So this is a weather report. I think from July or something like that. So <laughs> anytime. <laughs> Let's pull it up here. Wait, let's get rid of that chat, Walt. I didn't even pull it up. Uh, you don't okay. want to hide the ass. <laughs> there we go. Oh, so oh, here's the seven day forecast. For uh who what what oh my gosh. What what city did you get that for? Tampa? Are you down here by us? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention to the weather. It's going to be 88 degrees in Green Bay, guys. Who gives a shit? <laughs> does, does that work for you, PJ? Hey, I tell you what, man. You know, with weather like that, it makes me want to sit up there and go outside. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even getting weather like that down here in Florida. My goodness. That's... That, that, that looks good for a Bears win, 88 degrees, huh? I agree. It does look good. <laughs> I'd like to make her wet, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you what, though. Before we get into this game, we all have to make sure that we do our stretches. Oh. Oh. Yeah, make sure that you guys oh. get your stretches in. It's important ah. to wake up every day. And get your stretches in. Where the hell did Foster go? He's missing this. Oh, he's jerking <laughs> off right now. Hey, can't disturb the band right now. That's, That's all right. <laughs> if, if he comes back with a cigarette, you know he's done. <laughs> Which is probable, anyways. Oh, so, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's always good to have a mirror in your house when you're doing stretches, guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's always, <laughs> <laughs> Always good to have a mirror. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make sure you get your downward doggies in. Get up out of bed in the morning, get your downward doggies in, in a mirror. And if you are a female, though, not a male. Aldo, nobody wants to see you doing this in the mirror. And they're not. <laughs> That's a good workout, by the way. I just want to, you know, I just want to say that's a very good workout. Now, uh, <laughs> the, the, the question here is, can she still do those work workouts with my tongue up her ass? <laughs> Probably would not flinch at all. Oh, here's Foster. Oh, he's got a cigarette in his mouth. You're right. <laughs> I, I couldn't oh make my. the whole video, although I, you got me from the start, dude. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. <laughs> oh, you got to wait for the best one. The only stretch is in, is in the end here. It's coming up. Jeepers, creepers. Jeez. Oh, wait. What happened there? Are we all jerking off right now? <laughs> I, I know I am. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I know I, yeah, oh. no, none of us can see below our seats, right? <laughs> like, as long as we're not staring off into the distance. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, you inspired oh us, Podfather. Well, I am so happy to be here. I, I can come here. Every time you do this segment, please invite me on. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, yeah, we'll have to have a, a stretch. It's important to get your stretches in, guys. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that means you'll yeah. be with us after every after show. <laughs> every, every after post production, although we do this every post production. I love it. Aldo's going to be like, uh, I don't know. Oh, shit, guys. Oh, my oh wait. It repeats. Watch. It repeats. Jeez. What? Jeez. Where did that video come, come on, from? I don't, know. I don't know where fake. I found that one. It's got to be fake. Oh look at that! What is going on there, guys? Oh my goodness! I don't know, but I'm getting a phone call tonight. That's your. <laughs> what false would say? I'm getting a phone call tonight. <laughs> it's, it's just like the night he, he caught me. He's like, "Oh, I'm in Chicago. It's only eleven o'clock." And I go, "All right, let's hit the bar, pick up some broads." And I'm going, "Wait, what are you saying? That who's watching this shit?" Oh crap! Look, look at look at shit! Look at shit here! STC saying instant replay. Only thing I'm saying is, I see the chat. The chat said, "Hey, hey, we get more people in the chat tonight than ever." So I'm trying to. God bless America. Mark says. <laughs> says I saw a pearl. <laughs> America, China, Canada, wherever, man. Bless it all. Interesting. Interesting. Oh my goodness! You inspired that, Father. You are the inspiration, man. You well, are. You guys. You guys are the best, man. You guys are doing great, great work here. Keep it up. You guys are going to be dominating the uh, Bears podcast community world sooner than rather than later. And I'm really proud of each and every one of you, man. Great team. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Aldo, yeah. we want to thank you, Podfather, for that because that that means a lot. Like you are seriously, Foster. Repeat yourself. What did you say? It's all your fault we're here, although <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Yeah. It's and it's all your fault. and it's all your fault that you guys are so damn good at it and uh and are going to get even better because you guys have a dedication to to this and you're bringing it. You got great guests, you've got a great format and who's doing these graphics, man? Those graphics were outstanding. Beautiful. That's a little mixture of 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 all of us, so Excellent. Walt and I, I should say, at this point, yeah, Foster is on board. PJ well, doesn't actually, know that he doesn't want a computer, but dude, to be honest with you, you did make that nice background I used, but the rest of the image is all mine. Yeah, beautiful <laughs> stuff. Beautiful <laughs> stuff. Really nice. No, but seriously, thank you, Podfather. I mean, I'm not that we're like uh, kicking you off the show, but just to thank you, like, for you are the inspiration for so many. You, you've created so many podcasts. Just sit back and think about it. Just close your eyes and count to 10 and think about all the podcasts you've created, my friend. Dude, I, you know, this is our 10th year uh, doing this. And so I want to do like a video sometime during the summer of all the shows and all the people who have worked in the bar room and just send out a thank you and stuff. And I said to myself, holy shit, there's probably 50 names of people that I forgot participated in the bar room at one point or another. I'm yeah. going to have to do some serious homework on that. But yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. Well, I, welcome. I'm, well, I will still, say, I will still, say that. Hold on, really quick. We're still waiting for your commercials so we can continue to promote you uh, as well. Yeah, I'm going to send you over a nice 15 second uh, commercial that'll uh, promote our uh, Wednesday draft on tap show because uh, Danny is doing a going to do a hell of a job breaking down candidates. And you know, I've been debating whether to go to Senior Bowl uh, this year, but I, I, 
today I finally said, you know what? This is going to be the biggest Bears draft in their history. So I got to get my ass down to the Senior Bowl and take a look firsthand at some of these prospects. So Danny and I are going to go down there, and so we'll be reporting on that later in January. Fantastic. Awesome. Now, I will say, I will never, I don't ever see myself calling another grown man pod father. I, do what I, do. <laughs> I don't mind. I, I, I won't happen. But I want you to know, Aldo, I truly appreciate you, man. I really Thank do. you, man. Thank I you. Really Thank you. I appreciate you guys and your friendship. It's it's a weird world that we live in that we can, you know, interact with people we've never met face to face like PJ and I have yet to meet and Walt and I have yet to meet and we can honestly call you call each other friends and people that we respect and and, and really like about as close to family as you can get without there actually being blood. And so that's part of the reason I've been doing this for 10 years is because I've met some uh, really outstanding people along the way. Yes. And I and like I told you before, I, I truly love the way you Thanks, do your Alma. interviews to where you. you how you set up the interview, set up the question, and mm -hmm. you do a great job of that. And I'm I'm yet learning from you with the things you do, man. So I do appreciate you and respect you. Thank you. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate that. Guys, have a great rest of the show. And uh um I whatever you guys need anything from me, let me know. I'll do my best to get it done for you as quickly as possible. Are you All heading right, out, Eldo? Yeah. Okay. Hold on one second, although this is yes, for sir. you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, got, to shave this. Oh, holy shit. Here it comes. The, the playoff beard is coming off. Put him in a close-up. We did not make the playoffs. Look at that. So that fucker's really coming off. He, he has he has grown this damn thing on his face for since the season started. In hopes of making the playoffs, and here comes the Santa Claus beard. We are going to get to see what Foster actually looks like again. This is going to be crazy. Look at that! That's a fucking that's a fucking cigarette butt in there. <laughs> you got stuff crawling around in there. <laughs> Eldo, notice his mustache is orange from the nicotine. Oh yeah. <laughs> When I was in high school, my fingers used to be orange from the marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> I used to smoke, squeezing the tar out of those suckers. Oh, my God. It's going to look like a, sha a freshly shaved vagina when he's done. Oh, my goodness. You got to keep the goatee? Yep. Oh, is he keeping the goatee? Oh, he's keeping the goatee, huh? Yeah, he's got to. You're going to trim it up or just keep it shaggy? Nah, I'll clean it up later. I just wanted to do this on the show because it's been driving me nuts for about a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Uh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to grow it with you like an asshole. Zach Sullivan says, oh, I gotta donate that. Zach yeah. Sullivan says, You look 110 10 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm almost down to 650, guys. <laughs> That's good for now. I'm gonna have to clean it up later because I can't see what the hell I'm doing. Looks good, man. Looks good. Holy cow, man. You won't believe the amount of hair I had on my face. Oh, that must feel like you just lost like 87 pounds off your balls, right? I did. My <laughs> neck, my neck, my neck got better. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff, man. All right, guys. Have a great uh, rest of the show. And uh uh thanks a lot, really, for inviting me on. Really appreciate Pod, it. Podfather, appreciate happy it, new year to you. Much love. Thank you so much for coming on with hanging out with us tonight. It is you make the show so much better. And we <laughs> can't you, wait man. to have you on again, man. Yeah. You got it. Anytime, brother. Bye -bye. Good will.
get well to your wife, man, and uh, well wishes for the new year for you and your wife both, as well as the rest of your family. Thank you. And there will be a uh, titty party at my house the next hour after she's on that flight. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there in 40 minutes after we go off there, dude. I'm there. I look, out, I look out. I look out for the. I look out for the mailbox for a, a, an envelope of security. Stay the fuck away from my bushes. <laughs> I got. Oh, although I got the sign for that in my trunk. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Everyone in the chat room, thank you for the nice words. Take care. Have, have a good night, buddy. Good. <laughs> Father himself. Foster. Beer's weird, weird, Walt. Wow, you look like 70 pounds fucking lighter. <laughs> you look like you have AIDS now. <laughs> I do. Hearing AIDS, walking AIDS, <laughs> knee AIDS. It looks better. It was a little bit out of control there. So. A little bit. Okay, just like, you, like you have like a well, giant. Was staying away from this area, me. I kind of left it for a little bit that way on purpose, but now I don't want it. Welcome back to civilization. Give it Never. a give it a give it a run like this. Just go like this. No, with the with the buzzers. I can't. I'm not doing it because I can't see. Then I'm gonna. Then you're gonna see me next week with nothing. I'll be the vagina face, and that's the summer, not the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Les, Les says, looking good, Colonel Sanders. Can I get a three-piece of fries, Bruce? Frank Gilmore says, now I'm Ethiopian. Can I, can I get the large mashed potatoes and gravy with that? <laughs> right. We, we serve it up here warm at the Colonel's. <laughs> can I get the original, please? Oh, my goodness. I'll take extra crispy. Man. Well played, Foster. Brew, uh, where'd I go? Brouhaha says, well played, Foster. That was a great idea to do that, too. Yeah. That everybody's been here for all of it, so you guys might as well see the, you know, close to the finale here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's only fair because we're all in this crap together. And if you like keep... hockey, keep your stick on the ice. King Booker so, thing, a hairball of nicotine. <laughs> no, I still got that part. Throw that in a bowl and smoke it, Foster. I, I was gonna say I could smoke this if I if, if I'm in a spot, I'll just take this off and smoke it. So let's get to some uh, predictions. Oh yeah, we never what it all. Uh, let's go. We around don't need around. Aldo's prediction. He went 14 and three on the season. Wait, for crying out loud. wait, wait this will be next week, guys. Just so you know, Jay Grizz says. Just don't start doing any manscaping in front of us, Foster. That's next Thursday, guys. Yeah, I, will, I, I will not be at next Thursday show, by the way. Foster's going to be uh, like this. He's gonna be I've, like... Been, I've been growing that since preseason two, like 50 years ago. <laughs> I definitely won't be on that show next week. When I said drop your balls on the table, I didn't mean shave them, Foster. <laughs> well, you know, man, I misunderstand stuff a lot. So, hey, don't ever, don't always trust in what do you say? Don't even, don't ever believe what you think. Don't believe, believe everything you think. Man, that's a fact. In this case, can't even believe everything you see. <laughs> well, King, King the saying is, don't don't believe everything you think. <laughs> don't believe most of what you hear and only about half of what you see because your eyes can deceive you too. Yeah. Very true. Look at what all we're going through with fields, man. Everybody's seeing not the whole picture. 
So, all right, people not seeing the whole picture. Go ahead, well, uh, PJ. I'm not. I'm going to go last. So, you well, guys go ahead. Start, start. Do your question again. Ask. My my question saying. is, what are your prediction score wise for the game on this Sunday, Bears at the Packers? I'll go last. I already said I'll go last, man. Can't take that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going, going last. I'm just going to answer George. Says, Foster would look great smoking a pipe, as long as it's not a crack pipe. Man. <laughs> <laughs> my prediction, because I put it out, I'll, I'll give you my prediction. Bears okay. 27, Packers 17. And it's Bears 27 or more, Packers 17 or less. That's my uh, prediction. Okay. All right. We're gonna handle you got Walt? That's pretty close. I mean, I was going to say 37-21. Uh, uh, Network. 37-21. Okay. All right. Walt's, okay. Walt's hanging up the offense and making sure the defense doesn't give up more than 20. Right, Walt? Okay. What you got, Shorty? 34-30. Packers. Dang. Wow. He had to mess that up. I like Mark. I like Mark Kazak's. Yeah, what do we what, what what we got in the people in the chat? What they got? We got Mark, Mark Kazak saying 72 to 3 Bears. We got Sports Talk Network saying Packers 21, Bears 17. No, Packers 27, Bears 17. He flipped my score. Okay. Same numbers, different teams. Okay, you got Mr. Mayhem saying 24 Bears, 17 Packers. I don't know. Is there any more? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, Cliff off. was the first one. I didn't see Cliff. Oh, New Breed. New Breed <laughs> says Bears 31, Packers 27. There's Cliff. Cliff saying Bears 31, Packers 17. New breed, new breed wants a win just as much as we do as a Lions fan. Because if we let the fucking Packers into the playoffs, he knows what's possible. The last time we let the Packers into the playoffs, fucking Super Bowl. So. Steve just hates the Packers like we do, dude. Of course True. he does, but nobody wants the Packers in the in the in our division in the playoffs. Nobody. Bizzo says Bears twenty eight, Packers seventeen. I don't even want the Packers in the United States. They should move to Canada as far as I'm concerned. Plank says 42 Bears, 14 Packers. No, 42, 14 Bears. 42 Bears, 14 Packers. Oh, sorry. Throw Mo Beerman's up because that's the only thing that worries me is are the referees going to help Green Bay to get into the playoffs? Yes, they are. They always do. It's This is in Green Bay. Come on, this is a loss, guys. Fucking shorty. Jesus, man. I don't know what's wrong negative with Negative vibes, dude. I don't know what's wrong with him. Yeah, All right. Get away from the negative vibes. My prediction. Oh, my prediction says Bears 31, Packers 21. And a, you know what? I know who's right out of all the predictions. Plank. So he said, fuck Green Bay, fuck Green Bay, fuck Green Bay, fuck Green Bay. Thank you, Plank. Last oh. is Bears Ooh. 28, Packers 27. Mm. J2K says Bears 21, Packers 20. Keds, Matt Kedro says 
Bears 24, Packers 17. Mm. So, yes. So um, I'm the only asshole predicting a loss tonight. Well, you know, yep. yeah, yeah. You, you, you're the only one with a jersey that's literally causes a win every game. And you said you don't want to wear that jersey because you don't want to now jinx it. Isn't that like going against the whole logic of wearing a shirt in the first place? Because, yeah, because if you I really believe, jinx my, I don't want the Packers to jinx my jersey. I'm just saying, if you really believe that jersey is the reason why we're winning right. it, why right. wouldn't you wear it? It's kind of like last time he didn't wear it, each the Bears lost. That's what I'm saying. So, so that makes so no sense. Fucking thing, Jack. I don't want to jinx like it. at the blackjack table and being up five hundred dollars. You're like, I'm walking away. It's not the same thing. Literally, the jersey is the good point. Is is a is is a good piece thing, and you don't want to wear it. It's like, huh? What? I'm gonna it's, wear it. I'm gonna. Like, I'm, oh, I, I, I got this rabbit's foot, wear. but because I got this rabbit's foot, I, I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not gonna carry this rabbit's foot. What? Come on, bro. Hey you guys, Dan, where's Dan Jersey? It takes it takes many years to be a diehard Bears fan. And Shorty, you ain't reached that year yet, my friend. You ain't reached Man. that year. Oh. <laughs> okay, you guys got a bold predict. You guys have a bold prediction. Starting with Walt. Up his sleeve. Does anybody now. else have a fucking <laughs> Bears sleeve on their arm? Does that answer my question? Well, then freaking act like it, man. Act like it. I am. We can't okay. beat the Packers. I'm being honest. Okay, one okay. question. Okay, goodbye. All right, yeah, he's been officially removed from uh, BCP. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking over now. <laughs> he is no longer the uh, host of BCP. I, I, who said go pack go? Go pack go. Go pack go. Stevie from the. He's the go pack go and take the fucking Brewers with you. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Shorty, are you still in Florida? Yes. Can you please go out and get some sun? Because <laughs> you show me that arm one more time. As pale as that arm was, bro, if you don't go out and just, just spend a day out in the sun, work outside for a day. How about that? Just work outside. Actually, for a day. I spent all Sunday in the sun. No, actually, all Monday in the sun. You had a long sleeve. I was wearing sleeve. like a long sleeve. Yeah, uh, exactly. A long sleeve shirt. UV, UV shirt. Go topless, bro. <laughs> go put, go topless for tomorrow. I don't want to have this. This fucking pasty white ass just blinding everyone out there. I just, I, I just. You just blinded me, man. Showing me the doggone tattoo, man. I couldn't read it. He you didn't say do it. You didn't say do it in public wait, either, wait, man. Wait. You want to be blinded? No, no, no. Go sit next to the oh, Lene. Oh, 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 okay. ah, oh. Don't need to see that, man. Uh, am I, am I, even, I don't even know if I'm that white. My eyes. Let's just see. go right down to here. Oh, there we go. Does, does that take your mind off of it? <laughs> Matt, Matt, feel free to go outside, Shorty. You show PG. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Oh, man. Uh, man. Matt, oh, maybe you should have put in the daylight for that, too, because they'll take it the wrong way. He'll go out and sit in the late one night at midnight. 
Are you a vampire? I'll go out and sit at the lanai at midnight and get some moonlight. Yeah. Are, you, are, are, you, are, are you a vampire? You're vacuum the lawn too while you're at it. Dude, vampire? You're talking about vampire here with you guys talking at three, four o'clock in the morning. My phone going off and shit. Have you ever seen a vampire? You guys don't answer any text past past noon. Have you ever seen a vampire with a uh, tan? <laughs> Never have, have you? No, that's you haven't seen vampire with a tan, so never seen a vampire. You don't have a tan. You're not tan right now. Well, I'm talking about you. Well, I'm talking about you. You're not tan. Man, I'm I'm tan 24. I'm you're tan, man. It's not tan. You're not tan. Come on, get out of here. You've been you've been holed up in the house too, doing podcasts yeah. and shit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I gotta I gotta vacuum my I gotta vacuum my laptop because there's hair all over it. Your laptop or your lawn? By the way, Cliff left already. He has, he had to go put a meatloaf in the oven, I think. Man. Very unlike Cliff to leave this early, unless there's a meatloaf in the Back oven. Back to what I was saying. Well, <laughs> Absolutely, cats. What's your bold prediction? Oh, dear. Actually, Joe Javizo brought it up. Tyler Scott with his first touchdown. I mean, better off Tyler oh, Scott actually catching a ball in the end zone is better. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, good. That's a good one. That's a good one. What you got, Foster? I, I the same one I had last week, and it should have happened. Is Fields throws for two touchdowns and runs for another one? Because that should have happened last week. It, right? I agree. Everybody agree? Should have Yeah. I think so, you should have had four touchdowns. Needs to happen week, this actually. week, man, in Green yeah. Bay. And my bold prediction is is we win in Green Bay for the first time since 2015. But that's a too too damn long to be losing in Green Bay. Okay, Shorty, what's your bold prediction? My bold prediction? Yes. Bears win. <laughs> that would be bold for his ass, but yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. guess we'll right. just have to accept it for what it is. Throw him out again, Walt, will you? <laughs> one, one more time, you know. <laughs> Got to get the last one in, you know. I say my bold prediction is Zach's, Zach's a player time. will score a touchdown for us who hasn't scored one all year. Whatever wh whatever player that is, I don't know yet. But Scott. a player that hasn't scored a touchdown for us Tunyon, will score Scott. a touchdown. It could be Scott. Could be Tunyon, too. Yeah, yeah. If, if uh, he's still in the mix. True. Could be that new uh, receiver we got that Collins, I think his name is. Collins. He's, he's, yeah. he's got some experience. He's on the Giants. Yeah. So I forget how many catches he's had. It's not a lot, but he's got well, more experience than anybody else but Mooney out of the rest of them guys, really. That's my bold prediction. That. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I will go uh, bold prediction. I'll say Tyreek Stevenson pick six. All right. All right. Okay. That'll be one who hasn't scored a touchdown for us so far. That'll be five picks on the season, one for a touchdown. That's damn good for a rookie. Great mm. draft pick, by the way. And I, I got to answer this question because Zach must have missed it over the last year. Zach Sullivan says, who the fuck puts a meatloaf in at this hour? And we all know there's only one guy. Cliff Victoria is the answer, dude. Cliff Victoria. Hey. Put Lad's some chicken. Got a, got a bold prediction there too. Put some it's chicken, broccoli, cheese, and rice in the oven at this hour. Man, now I'm getting hungry again, dude. 
Damn it. It's too, too bad. Probably no Mooney this week. I, he's, he's, yeah. he's gone. He's yeah. basically just punched yeah. his ticket out of Chicago. Yeah. Or uh, got a discount, right? Man. Oh, he's going to go. He's going to have a discount wherever he's go. Yeah. Yeah. This this year proved that. I'm going to say that Mooney sticks around next year. I wouldn't be surprised. J, J2K saying that Fields has 150 rushing yards and two rushing TDs. And that could be possible too, man. If they tighten up, make make him beat him with his legs instead of giving him any opportunities. Like because last week he looked really good in the pocket or roaming around it. Marcus yeah. saying bold prediction: Fields actually finally gets oh. a P a personal foul. Yeah. That was my other question. I wanted to ask you guys: if we does he make the whole season without getting a uh, a late hit call in ridiculous fashion? I, I'm gonna say he does. I'd like to I don't know, man. There's odds in that in Vegas. My question becomes: do, Does the league think it's better that the Packers are in the playoffs or out of the playoffs? If they really believe it's better that the Packers are better, the league is better with the Packers in it. He's not getting a call at all. But if they think, well, it's time for another team to get in instead of Packers. He'll get a call then. I I really would love to see Cleveland and Detroit in it because they're the two oldest teams that have never been in the Super Bowl. Anybody know that? Who's that? Detroit and Cleveland have never been in a Super Bowl or won a Super Bowl. Well, Cleveland only been around since 1999. No. No, no, no. No, no. No. Cle- Cleveland's been around since – I'm trying to think. They won 10 championships in a row in the AFL. They've been around since the, the 60s, dude. You're talking about bringing them back after ball. After That's ball. the Cleveland Browns, right? No, they have. They won their entire history. No, that Cleveland team, that Cleveland Brown team became the Baltimore Ravens. But so the, the current Cleveland Browns has only been around since 1999. But the current Cleveland Browns got to keep their entire history. Yeah, they kept the history, but it's not the same Cleveland Browns. It's not them. I'm not. Nope. I, I have to look at it that way because I just didn't like that move. That's true. I mean, they're considered in the, the AFC Central from 1970 to 1995, and there's that break till 1999. So, Come on, man. Give it to me. Come on. I don't. I, Come on. I, I can't. I can't. Come on, Foster. the league and won. Act like it's prom night in all their records and all their stats. Come on, give it to me. Come on. Come on. It's prom night. Give me your prom dress. Come on. In the NFL, if you go back to the twenties and thirties, who disappeared for a few years and came back, many of them. Well, I'm not a fan of that. You know, renaming teams when you. uh go to a different city and all those other things. I mean, you have it with the uh, uh, Baltimore Colts going to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I remember the original Baltimore Colts. Um, so do I. The uh, Arizona Cardinals going out. I mean, coming from the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't remember them in Chicago like Foster. I don't remember that. But I remember them in uh, St. Louis. Uh, the Rams actually being in Los Angeles, going to St. Louis, and going back to Los Angeles. Hated that. Then the Titans. The Titans and the Oilers. I mean, that that was funny. But didn't they have a game not too long ago, earlier this year, yeah. where 
the Titans dressed up as the Houston Oilers to play the Houston Texans? Yes, yeah. that was last week. <laughs> that was kind of weird. Oh, yeah, TJ Watt got, or not TJ, uh, JJ Watt got all uh, bent out of shape about it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just, I just find this, I just find it kind of weird when things like that happen. I'm, a, I'm one of those traditionalists, you know, a team staying, you know, where you've originally stayed off, kind of like the Seattle Supersonics, and becoming the Seattle Sonics, and becoming the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, th- those type of things. It's like I'd rather just stick with the originals. That, that one of my one of my ones I hate is the least. My least favorite is. You, now you follow basketball, right, Peach? I don't know if any of you guys do. You yeah. remember? You, you remember? Oh, he's you a Lakers fan. He does. You remember the New Orleans Jazz, right? Yep. Became the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Well, yeah. We remember then it was what the new uh, the Charlotte Hornets moved to New Orleans. And then they yeah. became the, uh, the New Bobcats, Orleans yeah. Hornets. No, well, the, the, the Bobcats were different. Yeah, but then they became the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. But that mm-hmm. was the, the original. Charlotte Hornets, or yeah. Then the next team came in, became the Charlotte Bobcats, and then they changed their names when they uh, when the owner left, Bob Johnson, because that's what they got the Bobcats from. When he left or sold the team, they came back. They went to the original name of the uh, Charlotte Hornets again. So, yeah, stuff like that. It's just gets confusing and what happens. The, the odd one is, and I think J2K brought it up about the Cardinals because. The Cardinals were not named after the bird. They really? Literally, they literally were the Morgan Athletic Club, and they bought used jerseys from the Chicago Maroons, a college team. Okay. That were faded, and they were supposed to be called the Chicago Maroons, and somebody said, that's not maroon, it's Cardinal Red, and that's how uh, they got their name. Wow, okay. That's interesting. That's a true story. Started that's something, that's something I didn't know. Yeah. Absolutely true, man. You well, you haven't been alive as long as he has. You wouldn't know that shit, PJ. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, this, this is true. The Morgan Athletic Club. But the Los Angeles Lakers, they got the name Lakers because it was actually the Minneapolis Lakers. Lakers. George, George Mike yeah. in 1949, dude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, those things are I find always find to be interesting. You, you guys really, you really got to go watch the NFL video on – Every team, where they started, where they were from, it started. Yeah, I did see that on YouTube. I saw that. Yeah, did you? Good video, right? Yeah. Oh, very detailed too. Weren't you shocked how many teams there was? There was like thirty-two teams in the NFL, or thirty teams in the NFL back in like nineteen twenty-six, guys. Oh, yeah, like the Portsmouth, the uh, whatever it was. Well, that's oh. that, they became the Lions. Okay. Yeah. It was a it was a whole bunch of them. I thought that was interesting. Yellow jackets, and there was like there was like five teams in Chicago at one time. Yeah, and, and I think the, Chicago the, and the Cardinals are the only two originals from that right. first season. Right, the Bears and the Cardinals. Yeah, because so Green Bay came the next year, year, right? It's actually what? the Cardinals, then the Bears. Cardinals first, then the Bears. Okay, yeah. Pretty interesting. The Cardinals, Cardinals actually have the longest running franchise out of anybody. Nobody That's why uh, Foster and I were talking about this the first time I met him when I came to Chicago and he, I, I was hanging out at his house. He was like, "Man, if there's only one team I would ever allow to become 
you know, to go back to Chicago to play in Soldier Field if the, if the Bears moved, it would be the Cardinals. I was like, good point. Good point. I, I could get behind that. If they brought in a, oh, it's going to be the Chicago Blitz playing at Soldier Field now that the Bears moved and they're in the AFC. Well, first off, that's going to fuck up the the entire uh, uh dynamics of the nfl because it's four and you know every team has four division or every every division has four teams unless you bring in eight new teams at once you'd have to add a team for every every division yeah, yeah. but if they were going to do that i would say if they were going to bring another team back to chicago besides the bears it would have to be the cardinals or else it wouldn't work anyone else would be shunned by the fans the cardinals would be the only chance true in my opinion now I'm Mr. Peabody, guys. What'd you say? Nah, Matt, Matt Kedrow says, Foster is Mr. Peabody and Sherman in his Wayback Machine. <laughs> Anybody remember the cartoon, Peach? Mr. No. Peabody, yes. Yeah. Sherman and Mr. Peabody, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Man, this is you should watch so those weird. cartoons before you go to school in the morning. Absolutely, every day. Look at this little thing hanging out there. Got that chunk there, yeah. Eh, You'll get it. it You'll get it when you can see in the morning. I'm gonna do it tonight. This ain't waiting, dude. Yeah, that's uh. Go go go! Shave off that uh, nicotine-stained mustache, at least for crying out loud. Man, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna (laughs) smoke all of this, man. I'll cover it in smoke. The closer to the color it really was. Holy shit, man. I'm getting old. I got like an extra. I got a chicken neck. Put the beard back on. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, I. Who's got somebody in the background? Peach, is that you guys? Is that you, Peach? Yeah. You're good. The boys getting riled up there. They're getting rowdy over there? Oh yeah, they like shut up, Bearski. They like ball ball. Oh, Bearski had a Bearski gave us um, Bearski gave us something tonight to play. So let me pull that up while you guys are talking. Yeah, shut up and pull it up, man. Shut up and pull it up. Thank you. I, I know Pete has got a role. Yeah, I got like uh, I got two grandsons who are currently playing basketball. This is always interesting that the potential of the future is always worth more than what you have right now. It's fascinating where I would say, like, if you said, Justin Fields, how much are you getting for him? People are talking about a second or a third. And I think maybe you could get a first if there was, like, a really desperate, hungry team. But I highly doubt it. You're probably getting the second round pick for him. However, that's a first round pick. And that's a good quarterback in this league. He's probably a top half quarterback in this league. You know, you see a team like the Chargers, and people have thrown around that the fun idea of the trade, right? Where it's the first overall pick, they take Caleb Williams to LA, you give him back to Chicago. I'd be very happy with that. But the idea that the potential of Caleb Williams is worth more than Justin Herbert is insane to me. The idea of what Caleb Williams can be is more valuable than Justin Herbert. I've seen Justin Herbert. He is incredible. And that's that speaks to the point I made earlier, uh, that people are so enamored with just the idea of having a new quarterback. Uh, I did. I was watching a 
Atlanta Falcons podcast the other day, and they they, they brought up the point. They said that if um, if Atlanta really wanted Justin Fields, they would have drafted him. Mm-hmm. So why we think you know he's a choice? I'm not. I'm not so sure that they really want him like that. The, the fans, the fans sure do. Cause I, I was going through a couple things today. I had like 20 minutes in here. I'm, I'm doing stuff. So I like sat down like early this morning, maybe okay. Later this morning, like 10 o'clock this morning. And it was, uh, there's a fan on Atlanta and there's 20 people saying, yeah, man, well, if you guys want to trade fields, we'll take them. Same thing going on in Washington. If you guys want to trade fields, we'll take them. Same yeah. thing going on with the jets. Please trade us Justin Fields. So what, what does yeah. that tell you? What does that tell you? And I the think it's a, clamoring it's a, for it. there's a disconnect between the fans and the front office, kind of like here. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm not convinced they're, of it. They're right, Peach. They need new quarterbacks. We don't. Oh, I, I agree. Don't get me wrong. I agree. I, just I think, think that just says a lot to, too. to the hype that um, – their agents and shit might be putting out there because none of that stuff's going to come out if it's real right now. It's not it'd yeah. be tampering if that was all true. Oh, so, absolutely. but they do like to put shit out there just to screw with us. So, PJ just saw your private chat. So yeah, we can we can wrap this up here any second here now. But Eagle um, said the same thing too with the Raiders, man. They 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 take them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean. I, I I think we all will can agree that there's a lot of potential in Justin Fields. There's a lot of upside to him. The the key with anybody is finding the right core or coach to bring it out, and that's the million dollar question. I mean, even with Stroud, I mean, I was a Stroud fan. I thought Stroud was better than uh, me too. Bright Bryce Young, but. The consensus was Bryce Young was the guy, but they surrounded Stroud with the right coaching, and now you're seeing the benefits of that. I think any NFL team, what they should really do is really sit themselves down and say, what is our plan to make this guy we draft be successful? And I don't think a lot of uh, a lot of teams does that. I, I really don't. I think they just wing it. I mean, you got a billion-dollar organization and you're w- winging the most important position on the uh, team, and you're just winging, as opposed to let's have a plan. This is going to be the plan, whether it's uh, this coach or the next coach after him. This is the plan that we're going to have for this guy to help him succeed. I don't think co- I don't think teams do that. I really don't. I, I, but wasn't even going, I wasn't even going to the teams. I'm just saying if we've got all these fans seeing it, and saying it that they would prefer fields over who they have today and they're willing as as a as as pronouncing for their team man we'd love to have fields we'll trade you for them right. i'm just saying to all these people that that don't see that fields can be the guy in chicago to wake up just wake yeah. up and look at everything man but yeah. what you to piggyback piggyback off what you just said, PJ, <laughs> with the right coaching staff. That's a rookie coaching staff on Texas, and mm-hmm. they're doing that with a rookie coach. But they that's what I said. But they they had a plan in place though, and that's the thing. We never seemed like we didn't have a true plan. It's like you know we 
threw some pieces to get. Well, when we actually drafted him, we didn't have a plan because we had the previous coach and his staff. So, yeah, they, their intent was not to even plan. So they right, didn't even right. have a plan. I so, think the true plan came with polls, though, right? They, he probably I think had to say, listen, we're going to lose a couple of years. I don't, I don't even think they planned because they're sticking him in the system again. Well, you have I to think get with, the system and adjust it. Go ahead, Pete. I, I think if you're being honest, when you look at get, bringing in Getz, it's like he has no previous experience. So is that really a plan? I mean, it's a good idea. Oh, he, he may think it's a good idea, but was that really a good plan? Whereas uh, these, you, you can see the teams that actually has a plan. I tell you what, I was talking to, to my barber uh, again because, like I told you guys, he's the same. Wait, 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 wait. Ert, pull, take off your hat. You need a fucking barber for that. Foster has the same thing in his hand and he just shaved his beard with. You pay someone to do that? I'm just saying, man. Oh, no. My barber keeps me crispy. That's all I got to say. He keeps crispy. me crispy. He keeps me crispy. You're like, no, I call that for the conversation, not the haircut. Okay. I mean, <laughs> shout out to Steve Winters, man, my barber. You, you the man. But the thing is, there are only three coaches in the NFL right now that I would actually trade for. And those three coaches are Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, or Sean McVay. Those three coaches, to me, has something that's working and they have a plan, and it's a proven plan. I mean, I think Tomlin's a good guy. I think he's a good motivator, but I don't know what's, exactly what system he's going to be running. Belichick, I think things are being getting to pass him by because without Brady, he really hasn't done much. So those three top quarterbacks, and I think that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you get a good coach, that's what I mean, a good coach that can actually. Jim Hubba. Well, I mean, if you can get a good coach that can have a plan, you can actually have a success rate that can be sustainable. I just, I, 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 I question gets Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Have a plan, PJ, and be willing to adapt to that plan. I think that's yeah. critical, especially when you're dealing with the newer type of athlete. We're talking oh yeah, about. oh absolutely. I mean, because I think I think that's that's how, and I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm surmising here. Right. You look at look at how Texas was early on. They made adjustments around C.J. Stroud. Exactly. There is, there is some talent on that Houston team, and enough apparently yep. to put them in the position that they're in. Yeah. But making those adjustments to his game. Yes. And that, that's something I think that's gonna that's the biggest issue with Fields is is adjusting this system to his game because I'm not a system guy. I don't I don't know all this stuff, but I've heard too many guys, including JTL Sullivan and other people mention that the system is not the right exact system for him. It needs to be tweaked to his strengths. So you see what Mr. Shorty just said, PJ? Yeah. And I was going to ask nobody cares about uh, your Jim Harbaugh crap. Get this out of here. PJ just walked right into my thumbnail for the show. What about uh, Tomlinson from? Because I think Bierski asked it too. Mike Tomlin. What about him from Pittsburgh? You wouldn't trade for him. I like him as a person, and I think he's a great leader. I'm just not sure what type of system he has. So therefore, I'm not convinced of. Well, I wouldn't trade for him because I'm not. I'm so unsure of what he would want to bring. Whereas they, the coaches I named, they have a good system to where yeah. you know they're gonna 
develop a good quarterback. Those three coaches, even to a lesser degree, what's the guy in Miami, Mike uh, McDaniel? No, McDaniels, yeah. Yeah, he to me, he's he's falling along in that footstep. I wouldn't put him on that level yet. But those three, absolutely. Those would be the only three that I would see myself trading for. Pittsburgh just keeps winning, though. I, I didn't think they were going to win that last, that other game, and they did, True. man. They just keep winning. It's kind of like John. Tomlin reminds me of John Harbaugh. It's not, you don't have a necessarily a defined system, but he finds a way to win. That's what he reminds me that's, of. That's adjusting around your offense, making, yeah, yeah, make, you know, making the, taking what you have. I mean, I'm just looking at uh, uh, their quarterback from year one to now, it's so different. Yeah. Lamar is so different from year one than he was now. People oh, yeah. think he's not. People think he's not. Oh, he's still a running quarterback. You better go back and look at his game. I tell you what, when he was at Louisville, I thought he was a great quarterback there. And I was surprised that he went to 32nd overall. I thought for sure he'll go early. That happens all the time, man. Hair Bear saying no to Harbaugh. Hair Bear, you came in here to shit on my Harbaugh dreams. Come on, bro. <laughs> Well, that's what I said, Bearski film. That's what I'm saying. To me, John Harbaugh and Tomlin, I put them in a – I think they're both great coaches. I'm just not sure the system they run, so therefore I, I'm not willing to trade for them, whereas the other three, I know what I'm getting in them for sure. I, I would actually trade a first-round pick for John Harbaugh, but not really? like Tomlinson, no. Okay, all right. Well, I thought I got that. pulled for a second. I was like, who, who just got pulled? <laughs> Walt, Walt said he's out of here with this Harbaugh crap. He just look at now he just left too. Not only did he pull himself off, he just got up and walked out of the he fucking like, room. Fucking got out of here. He's like, I'm out of here. You guys, this shows with this you guys crap. suck. These guys so full of shit. Well, I, I mean, that's just where I'm at with Not that. Right. What's up, C Sharp? What's up, Hair Bear? Yes, Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah. People in the chat, I appreciate hey, all you guys, man. I know we got up to like 50 people at one point tonight in the chat. So I want to say thank you to each and every one of you. Happy New Year. Uh, blessings to you. But I truly appreciate you. C-Sharp, Mr. Mayhem, J2K, Mo Beerman, Hair Bear, uh, Raging Oracle, Mr. Shorty, Zach Sullivan, Bearski Film, uh, Bruja7, um, and others in the chat that Mark Hazak. Thank you guys very much. I mean, I pre we appreciate the conversation. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate you, your input in the chat. Heidi, new breed, J2K, Leonidas, Zach Sullivan, Laz, Robbie come up, King Pookian Nation. Yes. Keds in the house, C Sharp in the house. Absolutely. From the Nomad Network. Thanks for joining us guys. STC to Mo Beerman. Yes. Plank. AC Adam. George Sekalikas. Tony Moy. Joe Trevisio. Paula Faye Singleton. Heidi was here. Yes. STC. Jay Grizz. Steve, mm -hmm. New Breeds 313 Sports. Thanks, Beaver. I think I saw Jay Sanders and James Ford earlier. Yes. Yes. I'm all the way at the top, working my way down, guys. Ravi, what's up, Ravi? Thanks for joining us. New breed, three thirteen Lions fan, hanging out with us like constantly. What's up, Ravi? There, as a matter of fact, I heard a rumor today. It was, I was watching one of the uh, one of the podcasts where they said that 
Lions may not bring back David Montgomery next year? Yes, I've heard that too. I'm I've like several times. I'm like, because I know J2K mentioned earlier in our chat that uh, there's some type of rift with the Bears and uh, our guy, uh, Foreman. I would love to have Montgomery back if we don't bring Foreman back. Oh, God damn right. Oh, Never want to let him go. Right. I would love that. Bring back our homegrown talent. Absolutely. 100%. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just I, I just think, you know, Sky's looking up. Uh, so yeah. I, I, so I've been officially shot down. I'm, it's it's like, including Aldo, it's been four to one against Jim Harbaugh. Well, let me say this, Joe. Breaking news: this. the Bears just hired Harbaugh. I'll say this: if the Bears, I told my wife hired... I would faint if I saw that. Like if if we woke up on Monday and they fired Harbaugh or uh, uh, Flus, and they were like, the Bears are negotiating. What page? What's up, Nomad Network? I just saw him in the chat. What's up, Nomad Network? Uh, I, I'll say this: uh, that if if we if we lost, Nomad uh, Network's in here. What's up, brother? Yeah, if we if we lost um, uh, Flus, let's say we fired him and we got horrible, I would not be mad. However, if we moved on from Justin Fields. I would be very upset. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that. Flues, yeah, we lose him. Okay, I wouldn't be mad at him. if I think Harbaugh is about the only one who's not working that I would want. But okay, I'll be cool with that. But if we got rid of Fields and go with any of those rookies, I'm sorry, I'm I'm not impressed. I would be, I, I would be distraught. I'll leave it like that. I would be too. If they got rid of the fields, I would be distraught. I mean, I, I don't. I, I went through my ups and downs, and I was on Caleb Williams for a minute there, and and all that he had to offer. But you you combine all the diva bullshit that goes on with him, and you add to that what Fields has done since he came back from the injury. He's been spectacular. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's 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 all about just adding the coaching staff. That's going to take this team to an elite level. We we can sit here and and say, you know, Flus has done a great job all we want. But if we can, if if we're sitting here in five years with our dicks in our hand, going, oh look at Harbaugh, he's won two Super Bowls with with the Chargers, and we don't have to get into this again because we already talked about this for the first half of the show. But that's my opinion. I just think that go big or go home. Peach, you're on mute. My, my grandsons want to say hi to you guys one at a time. Absolutely, bring them on. Oh, awesome, bring them on. Put them on center stage, Jordy. Uh, I don't want to embarrass them. That's what you're looking at. What's up, kiddo? What's up? Hey, hey man, we've been That's seeing George. you play in high school. You, you balling out over there, man. Uh, I'm, I'm Taylor Jordan. Yeah, okay. you see me at the same uh, balling out. This is all out, all out, dude. Awesome job. Uh, no, nah, I'm the younger brother. I'm uh Taylor Jordan. That's Patrick. Oh, okay. Older one. Uh, okay. No, I, I, I've been balling out though. Thank you. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, PJ's still preaching you guys up, man. He loves you guys so much, man. It's, you wouldn't you wouldn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have no a matter, no matter what he tells you, we know he loves you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he tells us all the time. That'd be nice over there, Shorty. That's Santa Claus right here, but we don't want to build you, blow your heads up too big. 
Yeah. He 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 criticized us when we needed. When we That's needed, it. So, yep. It's it's all out of love and caring, anyways, because anything he's going to do for you is is to help you improve at whatever it is, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's how the Gen Xers roll. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm serious. I'm one of them too. That's how we roll, man. <laughs> no, I uh, let's nice get you, man. man. Hope, hope your New Year's is good. He rolled. Yeah, that's that's the junior in high school. Oh, no. All right. You're just pumping out future NFL players over there, PJ. Yeah, he's uh, he's been he's been working out hard. Uh, him and his uh, the one who's a senior, they've been uh, doing a lot of lifting. I, I checked in with the senior the other day. He said, yeah, they've been doing a lot of lifting at home. So, yeah, that's that's what we do around here. We build uh, athletes. Clearly, good young, good young men first. Sorry, first, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, we was actually talking about that today. We had a good long conversation. I had two of them when we went to go do some shopping. And uh, we just, you know, you know, talk about men stuff, you know, how to treat women, how to act in school, how to, you know, just carry yourselves. And those topics are needed with young men of today that, you know, they don't always get. So I'm I'm grateful to God that I'm in a position to where I can spend that time with them and be able to hold have those real heartfelt conversations. Dude, I would love to be your grandson. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they did tell me that Popo, you you do spoil us. I'm like, yeah, okay. But I'm just uh, I'm just trying to figure out how PJ can adopt me. <laughs> <laughs> I need guidance, man. You gotta lose like 175 years on you before you can do that, buddy. <laughs> well, I'm I'm shaving. Somebody suggested uh what's that coloring stuff? So I'm gonna try that next. Uh, you gotta you have to get the anti nicotine color. The, the, the just for men, man. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it. Just for men, anti nicotine coloring. Yeah, degreaser. You gotta put degreaser on. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I I think you know, uh, when you when you have a chance of being a young person's life. I mean, I remember a conversation me and Noma had had uh, regarding this. It's like when you when you play some people's lives. Try to have a positive influence on them. I mean, especially when they're young like this and they're still trying to figure their way and figure things out. Be a positive influence on them, man, and you know, help guide them because that's that's what they need. I mean, kids of today they need guidance, especially today. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You you got to have that guidance. That's why it would be a blessing to have you as a grandfather right now. I I promise that, brother. Yeah, I mean, because you know the other two that's here, they didn't want to come in right now. They're playing basketball right now. They're football players as well, but they're playing basketball, and that's because you know one one thing. You know, when I was teaching there, one thing I used to tell people, you know, say no to drugs, say no to gangs, say no, say no, say no. But when you're constantly telling kids or people to say no to something, what are you telling them to say yes to? So I say, say yes to sports, say yes to positive activities, say yes to doing family things, those type of things you get, give them a positive alternative to do uh, and get involved in. And that, that can help mold them the right way. Absolutely. 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 They've got a better shot. It's especially you got somebody like you involved in their lives, man. It's, well, like Nomad said, I, I give them guidance with a strong overhand, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the switch is still illegal. It's still legal in Illinois. The switch okay, is still illegal. Man. Spirit of Rod, sport of child. 
So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm blessed. I, I I don't take it for granted. So I'll, I'm truly blessed. We're blessed to have you on on the show, PJ, and Foster and Walt. You guys are all what makes this go around, along with all you guys in chat. And we love seeing uh, the Nomad Network in here tonight. C Sharp, Keds, Nomad. Uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. J2K, great to see you guys. We've got some new guys coming in. Tin Pan Dog. What's up, Tin Pan Dog? Tin Pan Dog. Hey. Tin Pan Dog. Say that fi- Say that real fast three times. Tin Pan Dog. Tin Pan TPD. Do it my way. It's a lot easier. There you go. Wait, let me try one more time. Tin Pan Dog. Tin Pan Dog. Tin Pan Dog. I did it. I did it. That wasn't five times. Oh, that was three. Okay. Tin Pan Dog. 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 Is that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to keep up. TBD, TBD, TBD. <laughs> TBD. Well, let's wrap this up, guys, because I know you got to go hang out with your family. PJ, thanks for uh, let, let, letting us keep you a little bit too long tonight. So appreciate you hanging out. Hey, I, I enjoy you guys, man. You guys, I mean, like we talked about many times, you know, people I know look to this channel and look for it as a release and a chance to get away from some of your life's problems. And we talk about a variety of things. And I, I appreciate that. And uh, for those of you in the chat who shows us support, we we appreciate you, man. We really do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100,000%. The old, the old dirty comment from Matt Cadrill just said, and, and you too, old dirty foster. Son of a <laughs> I'm going to send you some hair, Ted. You might need it up there, man. I know it's cold now. And some hair grease, y'all. Kids, <laughs> kids the Canuck. <laughs> you need some hair grease for that beard you just shaved up. You guys missed it, man. He had a, he had this big ass fucking polar bear growing on his head, and he shaved it on the air, man, down to a a big stinky vagina. Look at it's, that thing. It's, it's right at the right when Aldo was going to leave. So if anybody wants to go back and laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> the, I need I need the vacuum for the damn computer, man. Between the egg and the hair, we hey, don't want to know nothing about the egg now. We don't hey, want to know nothing baby, about baby steps. You, you took saw that. the egg. Everybody saw the egg. That was months ago. It's it's baby steps, man. You you took it from a a, a full blown '60s bush. You're down to like the '80s bush now. <laughs> like next week, you'll be into the '90s. Well, I feel like I'm J2K 90s, says he has a problem. And the only cure is more BCP cowbell. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> How about a trimmer? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, let's get to chat really quick before they, before we wrap this show up. Again, one more time: James Ford, Mayhem, Matt Kedro, J2K. Bruja, Tin Pan Dog, hopping in. Nomad, thanks for hopping in with us, man. Great to see you again. AC, C Sharp. Cliff Victoria, Jay Grizz, Brian Gilmore, Plank, Sports Talk Network. Mm -hmm. Our Packer fan. Yes. Our Packer fan uh, alliance. Awesome, dude. J2K, Jay Trevizo. 
Hair Bear, AC. Excellent. Ruha Seven, Heidi, STC. Mark Kazak. George Salikas. Cliff Victoria. Laz. Mo Bearman. Leonidas. Bearski Phil. STC. Jay Grizz. Jerome Munoz. Team Pookie Nation. Jeremy Munoz. Sorry. Last. We can keep going up for three hours, but we we love you and appreciate you. You guys know that. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. It's been a freaking blast hanging out with you guys. Yes. And uh, apparently, I lost the I, I lost one to four on Harbaugh. So everyone thinks we should move on with Flus. We'll see what happens if you guys are indeed correct. I'm gonna say go big or go home, but that's just my opinion. And it's just my humble opinion only. So, yeah, if we lose uh, Sunday, we might change our minds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I won't. I'll be yeah. right here going, "Oh, you guys are changing your mind, huh?" <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll be off. I'll be off Thursday. Right. <laughs> oh no! Next week we got uh, Joe Mandel. Next week, guys. Yeah, Joe Mandel next week. Yep. Joe Mandel will be hanging with us next uh, Thursday night. Yeah, make it. Make sure you guys tune in next week. Uh, we have Joe Mandel. There you go. Joe Mandel, a lot of fun, man. Eight PJ, Central. PJ, PJ said that we just said it like four times, and PJ still said it best. Yeah, he did. Eight Central. I kept calling him Joe Mandel, like he was Howie Mandel's cousin or some shit. Yeah, I did that to him too. <laughs> First time he was on, we I did that to him. I'm like, good, you're right away. Hey, uh, Walt. Look, are you guys going to do a, a post 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 game Sunday? Post 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 game. You're muted. I think you're muted. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, sorry, I muted myself and I stepped off for a minute. I think we are. Okay, right. I think we are sure. too. Cool. Sounds cool. good. So, uh, Sunday night, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we will have a post, post, post game. Is that eleven central PM? That is correct, my friend. Yeah. Ish. After <laughs> what hopefully will be a Bears win. Yes. That's After hope. the Bears That's hope. beat the Packers. I'm, like this. I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna make this face. Hopefully <laughs> we'll be a Bears win. Where's your get the dog out, man? Oh Bears? Bears? Can we bears, win? You better bears, make sure please, please, you wear that jersey. Just please I'll make I'll make a short of that. Can you just please beat Green Bay once in my lifetime, Bears? That'd be great. <laughs> Well, we love all, all right. you guys in chat. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. It's been a freaking blast. Aldo Gandia, we want to thank you for being our guest again. You have made the show top notch with your professionalism and your podfatherness. We love you, Aldo. We love all you guys in chat. Thank you so much. We'll see you this Sunday for the post 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 game show. And on a one, two, three. Tin Peng Dong. Huh? I said on one, two, three. Can we say ten ping dong? Ten ping dong? Ten ping dong? You gotta say it five times in a row, though. Ten ping dong? Ten ping dong? Ten ping dong? One, two, three. Bears! 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 Bears. Bears.